Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The mysterious Gram Box from Morbeer brings you this Brewing Network Sunday session. See the Gram Box affordable control unit at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. I'm back. I'm whole again. I'm in one piece. Why? My lungs are still uh, iffy, exiting my body, little pieces at a time. <laughs> you don't but need me anyway. Coughing up lungs. I went back to the good doctor this week. I got my gold tooth. Oh, where is it? Put in. It's in the top um, uh, right. Oh yeah, there it is. I'm sure I'll feel it later. It's but. in the back. It's not all ghetto. You can't. I can't like uh, smile and let people see it. Most uh, expensive grill in Pacheco now. Oh, it's the most expensive thing I own. As a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. If you ever hit hard times, you'll you can sell it. Oh, I've I've already uh, <laughs> taken it down to the pawn shop just to know its value. Yeah. Yeah, did you get Doc to install it so you could remove it easily later, just I in case? I forgot yeah. to ask about that actually. Quick but disconnect. Not only did he do that, but he he fixed my chipped grill that I chipped oh, at, yeah, at the same right. time that I busted open my eye, which is also healed. Did he use super glue in the process? All in one week, he did not. But I am happy to report. That super glue is effing amazing. Fucking did it, huh? At fixing shit. Huh. Not even a scar. You can't <laughs> even see it. Look at JP. Yeah, what even happened? What Nothing the hell even did there. You do? Why can't do, even see it. Why do I not right? know about this? It's like <laughs> the future. 
This, well, because yeah. you weren't here last week. but well, I, I was here, and I don't even know about it. Well, ma- remember, I ba- basically, I, I blacked out, and I fell, and I chipped my tooth, and I cut my eye. I didn't even know about and that. So, what? You didn't say you blacked out on the air, but okay. Oh, I didn't? No. Oh. Here. And no, I wasn't so, <laughs> How old are you, by the way? I don't know. I can't okay. remember. All right. Doc filled in the front tooth, though. It's better now than it was before the chip. It's the, ah. it's the squarest tooth I have. <laughs> oh, good. see, that's why I leave right away. Yeah, yeah. I saw that coming. <laughs> so he fixed that. My eyes all better. The only thing left is this goddamn oh, lung disease just... I have. Mm. And, so, your, and your heart. I'll probably still be coughing into the mic today. You'll have to forgive me for that. Great. But the other thing about me, since I've decided that the beginning of the show from now on is just going to be about me. Right. As opposed to the other beginnings of the <laughs> yes. other shows. Not like how it used to be. Right. Where it was only a little bit about me. Yeah. You know. So, I think I'm so losing... what is it this week? Well, I think I'm... I think I'm really turning into a chick. Really? I'm glad you finally realized that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that someone... I've been like, saying that for years. Are you watching uh, Say Yes to the Dress a little too much, or... No. I love that show. Oh, so but you know what those, I do love? How do you know you're a chick? Things, I get it. All right, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz... I bet you Scott's the only one in the room that's going to know what I'm talking about when right. I say GTL, baby. GTL. Anybody know that? That's uh, retard internet speak, isn't oh, it? Oh, I know. Come on, Vivo. Give it to me. <laughs> Jim tanning and laundry. Yes! <laughs> See, I didn't know that. So what? the first reason that yeah. I know I'm totally turning the chick it's is... pumping like champs. ...that I can't get enough of this awful <laughs> show... Jersey Shore. Oh, oh yeah. Have you seen this? The Jersey Shore on the MTV. Yes, on the television. Yes, MTV. <laughs> on the music television. Train wreck. It's all these New Jersey guineas, like guineas, yeah. like my family type of guineas, like real guineas. Yeah, so you can say that. And um, and I just love it. They're 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 morons. They're they, idiots. They really are. And I can't watch enough of it. They're such <laughs> idiots. And two of them every day, they they do GTL. GTL baby. And it's they go to the gym and then they tan and then they do laundry for that night night out. And it's GTL every day. It's every day's GTL. Every day's GTL. So I like that. So I know. So partly I'm turning a chick because of this this reality television show addiction. I've 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 grown. And then I can't. I'm living on smoothies right now. I can't <laughs> drink enough smoothies. Wow. I I go Are to you the pregnant. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Fresh fruit, farmer's market smoothies. Welcome to my world. Yes. I, not even, it, it, see, it started with the Jamba Juice. Wow. And now I've moved from the Jamba just to go into the farmer's market and getting my own damn fruit. Well, good, because Jamba they, does add sugar. So well, not, some have up to 300 grams of sugar. Yeah, but I get the all-fruit smoothie. <laughs> is it, is it organic? The, it's, and it's not organic, but now that I'm going to the farmer's market, it is organic, oh, which is a go. little more vagina-like of me. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm talking three times a day I'm having smoothies. How are your poops? They're <laughs> smooth. I shit more today in one sitting yeah. than I ever have in my life. Mm. <laughs> Not eating, eating enough fiber, I would imagine. Well, now I am. Yeah, well, now you are, yeah. That's why I say it's always better to eat the fruit than to drink the juice. But since you're just blending it all up... It's all the same. Great. Yeah. And the last reason I know that I'm really turning into a chick... You like cocks in your face. No. Oh. <laughs> a lot of chicks don't like that, actually. Really? I don't know. Turns out they're not <laughs> such big <laughs> Is that really? Is that... <laughs> it's not just you. <laughs> Did my, oh, my God, JP. All my internet dreams have been shattered right now? Yes. No. I like this song. It's 
This is how I know I'm gay. Oh, Christ. Oh, wow. Love this song. This new Eminem song? Eminem's changed. Who's the broad singing? Rihanna. I Which thought is actually so. funny because this is a song about domestic abuse. Right. Yeah. Which is why I think I like it. It's really angry, and at the end, he threatens to set her on fire. And I like that. Because I, I feel like he's being honest. <laughs> he really wants to. I can't tell well, you what it Chris really Brown is. did it that one time. Right. And Rihanna's pretty hot too. Right. She has yeah. a sexy voice. So I'm I'm really a sissy because I like this song though, right? Well, no, because it's an Eminem song. Yeah. He just made a bad choice in putting a broad singing in there. I kind of even like the whole album. Is that all right? The Eminem album or the Rihanna album? The Eminem album. It's yeah, good. that's always fine. It's way better than Eminem's last. And you know what? Did you like Stan, the one from 10 years ago? That had the chick singing. I did Dido. like that one, so too. So did everybody. I don't think that well, makes you a chick. Well, that was just on the hook, though. Right? Mm. Is that what they Well, call? that's all this is. It's just a little mini chorus. It is. And it's the broad that makes it happen. She was the one who made me like the song in the first place. And Dido did the same thing with Stan. So, you and, know, he's... And the video late. is actually super hot. Megan Fox is in it. Hang on. Shut up for a second. <laughs> just feel it. Just let it move you. It's Jake. moving me, all right. Let it, let it get in you. <laughs> you can feel it getting in you. Yeah. A little too much, maybe. That is a little weird. Who's in the video? Megan Fox. Is that the Transformers broad? Yeah. Yep. She's nice. It's a, it's a good video. See, that's not chicky about me that I really want to nail Megan Fox. Who doesn't? She's on my list. I've never heard her. Mm. Never seen her. You never saw Transformers? What kind of kid from the 80s are you? I knew it was going to be a fucking vomit fest. It actually wasn't that bad. That's what I hear, but I refuse. Because I've seen the ads and it was all like everything's real blurry and fast and I want to see the things transform. Uh, But instead it's just a blur and like, I don't care. I don't care about the story. I want to see how the robots move. But um, You want to hear the end where he talks about lighting a bitch on fire? (laughs) (laughs) That's a really dumb question. Yeah. I like that. Wow. She probably deserves it. Well, yeah, she probably threw his keys or something. Justin, I will give you $20 if you learn the words to that song and rap it at karaoke. Because that would be Wait, Do rad. I have to do this part, too? No. The Rihanna part? Oh, of you course. can have JP do it. Yeah, I'll do it. With auto-tune, you'll sound great. Oh, <laughs> I should do it with auto-tune. Great. We need to do a whole BN song in auto-tune. Should. You know? It has to be a T-Pain song. Yeah. I'm on a boat. It's like every song's in... Uh, heard that song? No. T-Pain song? Is it good? It's just, he's it's just horrible. saying he's on a boat. The whole time? Yeah. Is that, what it, is that what it's See, called? And I don't know. Yeah, I think it... Yeah, look for... How do you I'm spell on a boat. T-Pain? Just, I'm on T a boat. T and then dash pain, P-A-N. Yeah. I think it's T-E-A. <laughs> no? T-Pain? That's the British version. Let's see. But I I did a search for it and the first things that, everything that comes up is all like parodies of the song, right? But uh, look for the T Pain. I'm on a boat. It's really god awful. I don't know how it caught of on. Of course like it, it is. Um, I'm high. That I gotta see that one. I'm sprung. I'm on a uh, boat. I'm I'm in love. No, I'm on a boat. Uh, I don't see it here. Really? You typed in maybe I'm it's just on a called boat. on a boat. I'm on a boat. Oh, you gotta go to YouTube maybe. 
That's where I saw it. This is good radio. You see him on a boat. Oh, it's look. a big blue watery road. You don't know. Who is it? Was that Joel no. singing that? <laughs> that was, that's what I, I thought. Like, Justin wait, found it for a second. Guys, looking around, like, no. Claren and Bebo. <laughs> I thought it was Chad. Actually, I'm looking around, going, "Who the hell is singing this song?" Chad likes that kind of stuff. He doesn't tell anybody, but he does. How He's do got a. I don't know. Put that microphone closer. You really were serious when you said that there's cultural illiteracy abounds in, in here. Room. People don't know anything. No, we don't know anything around no. here. We we're. Li- I don't know it either. Uh, I'm in little pop culture retards, except for yeah. Bevo, and and she's retarded about her pop culture. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ask I just me know, any Glee question, and I will have it. <laughs> I just know good pop culture. No, you don't. I really do. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I like. I actually was watching Jersey Shore the other day. Oh, last see? night, right? And did you like it? I didn't know about G. TL. I knew about MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. MVP, that's right. I fucking, I want to drop a bomb on that house. That's why I like it so I much. I hate it, it so I much. I know. It's really irritating. <sighs> and uh, one of the girls is hot, too, and I like that. She's like, like none of them are. Dirty Italian broad. I heard uh, I heard that they were, uh, there's a show called K-Town that's being shopped around now, around Hollywood, and it's like the uh, Asian version mm-hmm. of Jersey Shore. <laughs> it's oh called my K-Town. Gosh. Really? And there's a guy on there called the Situation. Ah, instead of the Situation? Yeah. The mm-hmm. Situation. Ugh. How awful is that? <laughs> that was... And just throw up. Throw up your stupider. fried rice. All right, we do have a beer <laughs> show planned for you today, believe it or not. You do? Yeah. Let's just do reality commentary. <laughs> right. Say yes I, to the Dress Atlanta. Awful show. I haven't seen that. Oh. Let me do this, JP. Shut up for a second. Oh. Let me at least announce what we're here for. All right. Uh, Nicole is in the in the room with us today. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Cicerone and tasting beer. Ray Daniels will be joining the program here in just about 15 minutes. Uh, he, of course, is the author of uh, Designing Great Beers and the founder of the new uh, Cicerone certification program. Been around for a couple years now, I think, year and a half or so. And Nicole is a certified Cicerone. Is that right? Correct. A real, live, certified Cicerone right here in the room. So, uh, I know it sounds silly to some of you beer guys out there when I say we're going to learn how to taste today, because you might think, well, you know, I just drink it, I don't know how to taste, I have I have taste buds. But um, I've judged before. Right. Yeah. But, you know, there are ways that you can appreciate your beer a little more and, and, and learn about your beer as you're tasting it and kind of really get involved in the experience rather than just quenching your thirst. And Nicole's going to help us a little bit with that today. So she's hanging out. Nate's filling in for Doc. In the Doc chair over here. Yeah. Out of camera range, but in punching range of Nicole, which is great. <laughs> Don't light her on fire in here, though. <laughs> oh, you I gotta do wait that till in later. your own house. Yeah, right. Better start drinking now. Yeah, I don't have. I don't even have renters insurance. <laughs> I don't need any bitches on fire in my studio. <laughs> you know? oh, God. Didn't we just get criticized on our own forum for being uh, misogynistic on the show or something? We did. Really? Who reads that thing? Yeah, I, know. I think we did. I can't believe they would say something like that about our show. Right? We have Bevo on the show. Yeah, that makes us. She's like our gay friend. Now, you know? we, have, now we have Scott. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm kind a, of more of a boy than some of you. Right. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, you have license now. That's, I like my roommates gay, so I crack homo, you know, homophobic See? jokes all the time. I have a black friend. Yeah. I saw a Jew guy once. Yeah. Well, we have a Jew producer now. Oh, mm-hmm. See? Maybe he was We're pretty, pretty much allowed to make any joke. Jaducer. Yeah. We have a, a Jaducer. 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 The new Jaducer. Wow. Shit, I gotta get your business cards changed. Jaducer. Jaducer. The Jaducer. It sounds more Italian, really. Yeah. A Jaducer. <laughs> your Jaducer. Right. 
You just still haven't found I'm on a boat yet. I sent you the I'm on a boat <laughs> thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. Is I'm it a on link a too? boat. Yeah, it's a, it's a link. I'm on a boat. Right? Yeah, I've heard it. I've yeah. heard it, yeah. Uh, see, how has Tasty heard it? <laughs> I don't know. How is that? Might have been on like uh, Tosh.0 or... Uh, it's a Saturday Spotlight. Night Live thing. Yeah, didn't they did, Andy Samberg do it? I think that... Yeah. Did he do it or did they do a documentary? Not documentary. I don't know. Cover? No, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is it was it something a real, like, like that. Fake song? I think it was. Uh, I think he parodied it. Ah, there we go. Yeah, everything's a parody. Yeah. I can't think. No, T Pain was on SNL. There oh, it is. Oh, this is just the SNL version. This is the version. Oh. This is the only. I gotta watch all this before we get to the goddamn song. All right, for three. Get your towels ready. It's Uh-oh. about to go down. Everybody in the place hit the fucking deck. Why do they gotta use that language? I don't approve of that. It's easy to approve of I can't even see T-Pain. This looks like a like a tuxedo. Yeah. Is it T-Pain or is it the guys from Saturday Night Live? It's both. T-Pain's on there. T-Pain's in the background the terrible going, auto-tuning. I'm on a boat. No. I'm on a boat. Maybe that's really his voice. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> He's interviewed. <laughs> well, I really don't want to talk about it. That's all I've ever heard. Like if he spoke into an auto-tuner, he'd sound normal. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. It equalizes. That's the opposite effect. I don't know why that caught on. It's not clever or funny or interesting or fun to listen to. No. Yeah, but I, obviously, I'm the only one of that you opinion. You guys are so Everyone seems to love it. it Nicole so loves it. Brilliant. Yeah, she does. And really? It's no dick in a box. Mm-mm. No, but really <laughs> what it is. It's no dick in a no. box, but it's... And Jizz in My Pants, that one was good, too. I liked that one. I didn't didn't like like that that one. one. What? No, Because once you do the dick in the box, I feel you can't do a fake funny rap song again. I think you've done it once. That's too cathartic for you. That's the problem. Maybe. Do you think Ray knows that we were going to make dick jokes for a half an hour before we got to the (laughs) show? Has he ever heard the show? Probably not. He's a classy guy. Sponsor the program now. I won't be able to get a hold of him come 15 yeah. minutes. He's on the wrong show. I should point out. Dabbing the sweat away from his forehead going, oh, Christ, what did I do? He's heard the show <laughs> What did before. I do? He knows. Those are the guys you got to watch out for. You know, they're the one you think they're all nice. Like John Palmer, right? You think he's yeah. the nicest, sweetest guy in the world. Yeah, but he's a crossdresser. It's really... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's got a... Oh. He's got a porn collection like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Boner jams, baby. John Palmer cornered me at 21st Amendment and told me he's like on the no-fly list now. No, 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 you're talking about John Foster. Fa- Fa- that's who. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's who I'm talking about. John Foster is on the. He got banned from everything. I heard about that, and I kind of didn't oh. understand. I didn't really understand it either. No. What I did understand is that I found out five minutes before I was supposed to webcast the BN anniversary <laughs> party with his equipment that he was sitting at the 2-1-A having a beer. Yeah, with. I found out via, via Twitter. Twitter that my video guy wasn't going to make it. Anyway, it happens. The whole other thing. I need to set someone on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get a, a whore. All right, so we're going to do tasting beer tonight. A couple of announcements. Let me get through everything I can because I do need to get to Ray quickly at uh, 5.30. All right, the Brewing Network and More Beer, the sponsor of the Sunday session, will be at the Eat Real Festival, which is yeah. at the end of this month. Um, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, let me see, 27th, 28th, 28th, and 29th. We'll be on a boat. 
Yes. Uh, you can go down and watch More Beer Brew on one of the all-new More Beer sculptures, and you can check out the Ultimate Conical down there, and then we'll have our booth set up. I'll, I'm going to try to make uh, Bevo work in a bikini. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. Selling T-shirts and things like that. So come down and see us at the Eat Real Festival at Jack London Square in Oakland. Um, it's a good time, and um, you can get your hippie on down there because it's like local food. And Nate will probably be there eating vegetarian oh, shit. Yeah. So it's a when's night. the last time you had a piece of bacon, Nate? Piece of bacon, mm. the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, the eighties. Yep. How old were you? Uh, probably about 14, 13. That's when you decided meat wasn't for you when yeah, you were fourteen. Yeah, right about then. That's yep. too early. You don't know any. You could be I don't wrong. Know what the hell I'm doing yet? Yeah, you could yeah. be wrong. Could right. be. See this whatever, nugget? Mr. Smoothie. They they keep telling me <laughs> right. They keep telling me that's the gateway drug that you know I'm going to stop being a vegetarian someday, and bacon is what's going to win me over. That's, it does it every that's time. That's what people keep telling me. I've but known a lot of vegetarians. Aren't you vegan too? You're no, even worse. I'm not, I'm not vegan. Oh, you're not. No. Vegan. <laughs> I eat honey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the bees. Yeah. Right. They're too dumb to know what's going on anyway. Um. All right. I'm being told by Sarah, who works for Ray, that that. She warned Ray about us, so I think, <laughs> so I think we're all right. Yeah. Anytime you get someone, if anytime you we get Sarah be, warning you about someone, right. you know it's a bad That's sign. That's bad. We should warn Ray about Sarah, too. By That's a good point. <laughs> all right, we'll also be at the Great American Beer Festival. As always, you can come see us there. I think even JP's going to bring his ass out there this to year. To where? Uh, G-A-B-F. Oh, I don't, maybe, yeah, I'm going to try. Get you on an airplane. Uh, so come Rather see us out boat. there. Can't and get to there on boat. No. Can't vote I'm there. on a plane. I'm <laughs> on a plane. If we do a song, Somebody will you go? Somebody get me off of this plane. Are we going to GTL before GABF? We're going to GTL every day. Every day, yes. MVP, baby. I bet Tasty knew what GTL is. No, he's I just, did not. He's no. being coy over no, there. No, I've never seen the program. You own no. season one, don't yeah, you? I'm, I'm he invented it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I should, maybe, because it does sound interesting. Everybody likes it. Situation called him up. No. It's like, no. Yo, T, what's up? But I need like help. It, like, don't go we don't really like it. It's. I know you're appalled by it. That's what you enjoy. Yes, I know. In a really good way. <laughs> yeah. Tasty gets the joke, Bevo. So. Shut up, JP. Okay. All right, so come see us out at GABF. Also, new Sean Paxton show, The Home Brewed yeah. Chef, is beginning Thursday, August 26th at 6 p.m. right here on the Brewing Network. Everyone's very excited about it, man. It's going to be a good show. Go to the store. You can get merch, T-shirts, stickers, books. You can go to iTunes and get the Brewing Network app and listen uh, on the run anytime. It works wonderfully. And it's only like a buck ninety nine, and that helps us out. Or on the walk. You can get all of these announcements by uh, signing up for Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash brewing network or to our Facebook. I'm on a book. Yeah. You can go there and uh, get information that way. Uh, if you subscribe and join the BN Army, um, you know you can do that with as little as $2 a month uh, recurring donation. It enters you into the More Beer Donation Giveaway, which, uh, by the way, is happening tonight. Ooh. We are giving away a hop back. Out of stock. A uh, More Beer hop back. And a More Beer hat. Don't have it. Mm. So two of Tasty's favorite things, hats and, and hop backs. Yeah, great. Um, right here. This is it. So if you... Organic uh, cotton. Nice. Is it? Yeah, see, right there. Nice. Beautiful. All right, so... Um, nicely with their smoothies. The only way to enter uh, into the monthly raffle is to subscribe to the BN Army right. and give us some cash. That's how that works. All right. Send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send your show ideas to Scott 
at thebrewingnetwork.com, or if you can't remember that, you can still send him over to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he's helping us. <laughs> if you can't Scott's remember, tough Scott. to remember. <laughs> hey, man, you've met our listeners before. It's like five <laughs> letters. Who's surprised here? Just Jew at thebrewingnetwork.com. Oh! <laughs> oh! I should have changed you. Oh! Oh! Changing it today. Wow. Red-headed, soulless creature. Changing it today. <laughs> I love that her. will now also... I'll leave Scott, too, for your business connection, <laughs> <Sure>. Scott. <laughs> right. But the listeners, you can now go to Jew <laughs> at thebrewingnetwork.com. Would you prefer it be the Jew, or is Jew fine, Scott? Um, I think the Jew is actually better. It's better. Scott, yeah. Scott the Jew? Scott the Jew? Or just the, the chosen Jew. one? Well, he is the Jew. <laughs> the Jew. The Jew. Wow. Not more than one. I would love it. At JBF, I can hear it already. Oh, you're the Jew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I drink only schmaltz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think God. that should be the first show that you book. Schmaltz Brewing Company? Yeah. I Actually, uh, I want Jeremy in here anyway. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm being serious right now. I think to test your booking skills, get me Jeremy from Schmaltz. All right. All right. That'll be the first show that the Jew wow. uh, produces for yeah. us, uh, books for us. Little hook hands on the mouse and book them. All right, Shat, do you have some uh, announcements for us over there? We got to get to that. Uh, Shat's announcements are brought to you today by Brewmasters Warehouse. You can go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and check out their Brew Builder software. It's a piece of cake. You just select all your items for a brew, and at the end, they're in your cart, and they've made a recipe at the same time, and it's really cool. All right, Brewmasters <laughs> Warehouse. All right. Real quick, AHA rallies, August 21st, Naked City Brewing up in Seattle. Uh, actually, ooh, that got canceled. I wanted to bring that up. So that's canceled. August 21st, Naked City. For some reason, permits didn't go through or some weird kind of thing. Anyway, that's not happening. August 29th, uh, Avery Brewing in Boulder is happening. AHA rally. November 6th in Maui. If you live out in Maui, they're having an AHA rally. Check it out. AHA club only comps coming up are sour airs, uh, ales on September 9th. Emerald Coast Beer Festival coming up on September 10th. That's taking place in Pensacola, Florida. Go to emeraldcoastbeerfest.com. The uh, National Organic Brewing Challenge taking place this year, fourth annual. That's going to take place on October 9th. Uh, actually, they're taking entries September 1st through the 9th, so uh, get them in. Go to breworganic.com for all the info. NCHF, September 17th through the 18th. Uh, Let's see, nchfinfo.org for all the uh, updates there. I believe, uh, what is it, Tasty? The uh, Stern Grove, not Stern Grove, but uh, who's putting on the dinner this year? Well, the uh, resort is. The uh, Lake Francis resort people are putting the dinner on. Oh, yeah, because Paxton's not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because they wouldn't change the date. We can't go because it's during GABF. And I, I'm going to say right here to anybody from the NCHF listening, I'd love to come back to your festival. Move it. For me, you know? Yeah, same weekend as JBF. Move it. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> November 6th, the uh, 32nd annual California State Homebrew Competition is going to be taking place. Uh, they always do the awards at Stern Grove in San Francisco. It's a good time. Go to uh, nchfinfo.org for the info on that one as well. Then the uh, Queen of Beers is taking place on October 23rd. Uh, registration will be up on hayesclub.org. Then uh, October 2nd is the Wu-Town Brewers Homebrew Club Barley Legal Homebrew Comp. Wu-Town? Uh, <laughs> they're accepting entries September 11th through the 25th. Uh, go ahead and check out Wu-Town Brewers Homebrew. Uh, first annual Michigan Homebrew Festival is taking place on the 21st next weekend. Go to michiganbeercup.com and uh, click on the awards ceremony tab at the top for all the info. That's all I got. All right. 
Okay, Shats announcements brought to you today by Brewmasters Warehouse. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and check them out. Thank you, Shats. Crossrod is telling me that oh. uh, Eminem and smoothies, not only am I a chick, I'm a teenage chick. He's going to start calling me jailbait. Oh, that's pretty hot, though. Jailbait does mean I'm hot, right? Right. I like that. Or maybe that just that you're barley legal. I don't like that one, barley legal. Really, me and Bebo are in a drinking club called Barley Legal. Isn't? Didn't he just read something <laughs> like some other club called Barley Legal? Yeah. No, I'm, I don't know. I tuned out. Barley I auto, Legal. I auto tuned out. Bevo's the head of BarleyLegal.com. <laughs> it's all. It's half naked chicks rolling around in grain. Try it. That's how we roll. <laughs> There's an idea. This time has come. Oh, <laughs> they have like the chicks on the cover of High Times. Why not some chicks oh. holding some hops? You know, agree. Oh, over yeah. the over the nipples. That's great. Or have that. a hot bikini. Nicole likes this idea. I can tell. All right, I got to get us to a break so that we can come back and go to Ray Daniels uh, from the Cicerone program. We'll be talking to him in just a second. Hang in there. It's a, a whole show about how to taste beer. It's amazing that we're doing this. And Nicole Ernie is here with us. She's a certified Cicerone. When we come back, Ray Daniels to tell us all about what the Cicerone program is and why we need it. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Fen. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew sand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. 
White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Uh... White Labs. It's all in the vial. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. What's up, BN Army? Jake and Mike here from Brewing TV. Brewing TV is homebrew culture in video. Asking the big questions. Who and why? We leave the how to the tubby know-it-alls. Check us out at BrewingTV.com. The first webisode drops May 7th. Like Crosley's pants in a Louisiana jail cell. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn Well, that's alright because I like the way it hurts Just gonna stand there and hear me I like it when JP burn. pretends he doesn't like this stuff. Well, that's alright Right now he's saving it into his phone so he can download it later. Like he literally is. I'm watching him type. All right. I can't tell you what it really Welcome back to the program. It's the session, and it's our tasting show. We have Ray Daniels on the line with us, and Nicole Ernie is in the room. She's going to help us out. Ray, are you with us? I am here. Hey, it's great to have you. Thanks for uh, being on. Very glad to be here. How's uh, Chicago treating you right now? Uh, hot. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> and didn't you, Cicerone just moved into like a real uh, Cicerone office, right? The real, some real live office space, yeah, exactly. After uh, after a few years of uh, making it happen on the dining room table, it is uh, yeah. yeah, real real official space, yep. Congratulations, Ray, that's a big step. There we go, much. right? Thanks very much. Awesome. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'd like to see it. All right, before we continue, let me just uh, give you a rundown. You don't have to remember these names, Ray, I just... Don't want you to think there's a lot of crazy voices in your head. Um, we've got uh, myself in the studio here, Justin. Uh, JP is also here. What's happening, Ray? Our, our, hey. our, our new producer, Scott, is here. Yo. Um, hey, Tasty McDole, who I'm sure you've met before, is here. Hey. Um, of course, Nicole Ernie is here. Hey there. Hey, Nicole. How are you? Doing well. How are you? 
Good, good, good. And then we've got uh, Nathan Smith, uh, who's our... Yep. I don't even know what he does. Hey, so right? I'm not sure why he's here. <laughs> Just in the way. Yeah. Yep. I remember seeing Nathan recently. He's part of my entourage. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I got peeps. Well, yeah. when you become a certified Cicerone, you need to have an entourage. Yeah, you got to have your peeps. Absolutely. Now, another uh, uh, friend of ours over here, um, Randy the Mexican, we call him, uh, an empo- employee over at Morbier, he's now a certified Cicerone, right? Uh, well, he hasn't got his paperwork. Yet. Oh, he didn't? Ray's, you know, holding that. Oh. <laughs> but he officially... Randy knows that he passed all the parts. So, yes, I he, see. He thinks right, that. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, some some, uh, some uh, administrative details that need to be finished up, but other than that, right? Okay. Well, I have to tell you, <laughs> Ray, that uh, Randy will not allow us to just call him Randy anymore. Now, we have to now <laughs> refer to him as Randy the Cicerone every time we... Every time we great. Yeah, he's really, he's really, yeah, really I mean, loving it. But how long does that last, Ray? Uh, Ray? I mean, give us a, <laughs> yeah. We're getting kind of tired of it already, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm not sure. We, have, we haven't done a study to, well, to find out how long yeah, that lasts. Interesting to find out. Okay. It should be in the paperwork that comes with the test. That yes. You may experience a large head for uh, <laughs> several months yeah. after yeah, passing. Temporary, temporary head tell. enlargement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now, Ray, you've been on the program before and told us a little bit about Cicerone, but I, I thought a refresher wouldn't hurt. What is the Cicerone program, and why did you start it? Well, the, the the shorthand is it's a it's a sommelier program for for beer. Uh, sommeliers, of course, are, are wine stewards that that uh, uh, keep, manage, and serve uh, wine, and uh, that's basically what the Cicerone program is all about: is um, making making sure we have a cadre of people out there uh, handling and serving beer uh, who know what they're doing and uh, aren't doing uh, things that uh, ruin the beer. And aren't presenting the beer uh, in inappropriate ways. Um, so ultimately, it's about uh, maximizing the quality of beer uh, at retail, uh, so that consumers can uh, can relax and enjoy beer, which is what beer should be all about. Absolutely. Now, I'm kind of surprised, Ray, that you're the first one to do this. I mean, us beer lovers have been bitching for years about going into even good bars and good brew pubs and having servers that didn't know the first thing about what they were pouring us. Right. Yeah. No. That's that's absolutely true. Um, I guess I just had too much time on my hands. <laughs> right. You weren't doing enough for the Brewers Association at the time. I'm sure. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, I actually had had um, had, had sort of uh, downshifted my my BA responsibilities um, and to try and uh, travel a little bit less. And uh, that's when uh, I really started working on Cicerone. Was was after I had left the. Um, uh, the craft beer marketing director position, uh, but certainly having been in that position, I saw the need for this, um, you know, industry wide, not just based upon my own personal experience. And that's really what sort of gave me the confidence to say, yeah, I think this is worth, you know, investing time and effort in, and uh, see if we can really put a put a program together. Okay. And how did you compile the program? I mean, where did all of these, uh, the, you know, the necessary things that a, a beer server needs to know come from? Right. Um, well, I mean, a lot of it came from, from you know, my knowledge and, and background and experience uh, in the industry. Um, but from the very beginning, you know, this has been an open um, uh, content uh, and something that uh, I've gone out and solicited input from people in the industry uh, about you know whether the right stuff is in here, whether there's stuff that's missing, uh, whether we are um, maybe covering things that shouldn't be covered, um, all of those things, 
And uh, because I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to know uh, an awful lot of people in the industry as a result of, of the many things I've done, sure. um, you know, I was able to get a lot of good input and feedback uh, right away uh, on that. And, uh, you know, that really is encapsulated in our master syllabus that's on the website. And that master syllabus is there, uh, free for anybody to uh, to look at. You don't even you don't even have to give us your email address. You don't even have to become a member of the website to look at the master syllabus. Wow! And uh, that's the um, uh, that's the uh, the sort of the, the what defines the scope of of Cicerone knowledge. Okay. Um, and again, you know, that's one of those things that. You know, somebody somebody looks at that and says, "Hey, why isn't this in here?" Man, shoot me an email. I, I definitely I definitely want to hear that on an ongoing basis. Okay. Um, so we we continue to try and uh, you know improve and, and upgrade. So Cicerone.org is the website, folks at home, if you want to check it out. And there's a lot of information there, including when to find out where the uh, the, the tests are going to be, um, different study guides, and um, up-to-date information about Cicerone. I'm looking at right now in the latest news that you now have more than 100 certified Cicerones. Yep, that's correct. I think, uh, I think uh, we're up to 135, I believe. I just did a tally... Uh, I'd, well, I was telling them all up for another reason, but the, I believe the number is 135 at the moment. Beautiful. Now, and and who is taking the exam from you now? Who do you find that your your largest group is? Um, there's really uh, people from all um, segments of the industry. Uh, you know, we talk about the three tier system in the United States. We've got brewers, uh, distributors, and retailers. And we're definitely seeing people from from all three of those areas uh, involved in the program. Uh, brewers uh, like Stone Brewing has been one of our big uh, supporters. Uh, very very proud to have uh, uh, Stone uh, President and CEO Greg Cook as as one of our early certified Cicerones. Great. Um, and a lot of a lot of his guys, Dr. Bill, that runs uh, runs the beer program in the, in the tasting room at the uh, uh, World Bistro at yeah. Stone. Yeah. As another example, and several of his, his uh, sales guys as well. And um, uh, so when breweries get into the act because they feel like it's important, um, both to uh, sort of you know validate their own knowledge and also to serve as an example uh, to people in the distribution uh, into the business. Uh, and that's where we're seeing a lot of it right now. A lot of the distributors uh, who are really focusing on uh, craft beer right now uh, feel like it helps them uh, to go through this process to increase their knowledge of beer uh, and serving uh, procedures and all that stuff and get to the point where they are really more knowledgeable about beer and so they can go in and sell more effectively. Right. Um, so that's a lot of it. And then, uh, and then obviously retailers as well. And um, uh, the, the first level certified beer server, a lot of retail organizations are coming in and saying, all right, we want everybody who touches beer uh, between the bar and the customer uh, to uh, uh, to be involved in this, right, and uh, to get certified, and the um, sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Um, no worries. And then some of those folks are going on uh, to become certified cicerones as well, and particularly uh, the the beer manager, the beer buyer uh, managers uh, who have got a bunch of certified beer servers working for them. Mm-hmm. You know, want to have that credibility as well. Sure, I I worked in a lot of bars in my life when I used to hate my jobs. And uh, met a lot of beer salesmen, and I'm glad to hear that uh, that a lot of those folks are taking this test because I can't tell you how many times I've been offered, you know, the next big thing in craft beer, and it was like blue moon, 
you know, from, yeah, right, the, exactly. from the seller, yeah. you know, and just really know, you know, but they come from a sales background, not a beer background. So it's great to have some education there finally. Yep. Yep. No, I, I was talking to a, a buyer in, uh, in Raleigh at the Raleigh times, uh, the, the folks out there uh, hosted an exam for us not long ago. And, uh, she was saying, yeah, I, this one distributor suddenly has got religion and the sales reps coming in and saying, I have, what I have for, for you today is an IPA. <laughs> let me explain to you what an IPA is. Right. <laughs> I love it. Now, yeah. so, you know. tell me a little bit about what an exam day looks like, because I've heard it's, it's pretty long and intense, this exam. Um, well, we try not to make it uh, intense. Uh, it has it has a certain length to it of necessity. Okay. Um, the certified Cicerone exam uh, is about four hours beginning to end. Um, there's a written exam uh, that typically runs about two and a half hours. Uh, we will let it go as long as three hours if, if there are people who feel like they need that much time. Um, then we do the tasting exam. And the tasting portion is 12 beer samples mm. and uh, three different kinds of questions that we ask. Uh, so there's, there's uh, several groups of questions there. Um, and then there's an actual demonstration portion where we give them uh, some aspect of uh, beer service uh, and ask them to uh, talk through the, uh, the important issues and salient points of that issue. Okay. Now, in the in the tasting portion where they have the twelve samples in front of them, is is this similar to a BJCP tasting where they really have to pick up a lot of the chemical compounds of beers and off flavors, or is it something else? Um, some of the, some, there are some complementary skills, but we we really break it down and go after it in a different way. Uh, you know, BJCP, you're trying to evaluate a beer, you're trying to judge a beer overall and uh, arrive at a score. Yeah. Um, in, in our case, uh, we the three different questions we ask on the tasting exam, uh, the first uh, type of question is off flavors. Uh, so we give them four samples of beer, and three of those samples are spiked with an off flavor. One of them isn't. Uh, we don't tell them which of the four is not spiked. It's okay. up to them to figure that out. And then it's up to them to identify the off flavor in each of the um, three spiked samples. Okay. Um, so that's pretty straightforward, you know, off-flavor identification. We want to know, do they, do they know, do they recognize these off-flavors or not? Okay. Um, second kind of question is uh, style discrimination. And we'll give them a beer. We'll give them a nice, uh, pale, fizzy beer with, a, with a, a white head and say, is this a good example of Munich Ellis? Okay. And they got to taste it and, and decide, you know, is this a Munich Hellas? Is it a German Pilsner? Is it a Bohemian Pilsner? Oh, what, what is it? Right. Um, and uh, say yes or no, it's a, good, it's a Munich Hellas or not. <laughs> and then the last set of questions are a little more involved. Uh, they get four beers, and for each one of those four beers, we tell them the brand and the style and we basically say, so we'll, we might say, for instance, uh, uh, this is a Goose Island Honkers Ale. It's a, an English pale ale or an English bitter. And the customer ordered it, and they tasted the beer, and they don't think the beer tastes right. Mm-hmm. And you're the, you're the manager on duty. You're the Cicerone on duty. 
it's up to you now. You got to taste the beer and decide: does this beer taste the way it's supposed to? Right. And the customers, you know, all wet, or is there a problem with the beer? Okay. And if there is a problem with the beer, what's the likely cause? Because you need to solve that problem. Sure. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty so intense. Those, to that's me. pretty intense. That's man. cool. Especially, especially put in that scenario. Yeah, you know, because but it's a realistic, yeah. totally realistic. I mean, how many times has it happened to? Yeah, maybe everybody in this room, right? Where you go, this sure. is not right, and I don't know. I've never had this beer before. Sure, I don't know. is yeah. it right? You tell me. Yeah. yeah. Now, Nicole, being the only one in the room who's who's taken this exam, um, how, how how difficult did you find it to go through this this tasting and be able to define these things? I found the tasting to be really difficult, actually, because. After sitting there doing the written exam, you have all these analytical ideas in your head. And like I'm going to talk about later, Mm -hmm. I kept doubting my first impressions. And when you go through a flight of 12 beers, switching gears, it was was intense. I definitely got a few wrong in the tasting. Okay. I'm kind of embarrassed about looking back, but I understand (laughs) why I made those mistakes. Right. You sort of learn to trust your first impressions. The, pre- yeah. the pressure's on, and and uh, you know you get you get out some ideas in in your head. And sure, how about uh, uh, Nick, Nick, oh, I was going to say Nicole's very modest. By the way, I, I, my recollection is that she's got great chops, and she did very well on the tasting exam. <laughs> okay, great. Well, and the other thing about and JP, you can yeah. maybe vouch for this too, having maybe. taken the BJCP. To me, when you're when you're really put to the test with 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 four or twelve different beers in front of you, mm-hmm. and you've got to you know pick on each one of them, yeah. it becomes more difficult. The pressure of the situation becomes more difficult. You maybe think too hard, or uh, rather than just if you give me one beer, I could probably taste it pretty well and pick apart some things for you. But the test situation is a little tougher, I think. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask Nicole since she's done both. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I I I very much. Um feel for you when you or you know when you're talking about uh you doubting your first responses yeah. especially in a test format with a beer uh because there is a wrong answer it's a right and a wrong and and then there's also that middle ground that gray area where you're like i i kind of don't know yeah. um and i can't imagine it with 12 beers do with four for the bgcp i almost you know freaked out right, uh, right. but 12 would uh i would that's really that's intense man that's yeah. a judging round in the BJCP exam, you're expected to thoroughly describe the beer, right. um, so that has a whole another aspect to it. But for for my approach, that that kind of made me feel more comfortable because I was like, well, mm. if I get something wrong, it's going to be lost, and all this other stuff that <laughs> there's going to be some other right stuff right. on the Cicerone exam. It, it wasn't so much room to write about it. It was like cheater. You uh, you know you, you get the you get the uh, you either got it or you don't right. with, the, with you know with the spiked flavor mm. and some things like that. Yeah. So and it's now, pretty interesting how they simplify it, but it also increased the degree right of wrong. perceived difficulty yeah. for sure. Wow. Right. And now I don't mean to pick on it being difficult either. I'm just so you know, Ray. I actually think it should be rather difficult. Oh, I don't too. think everyone should be able to be a cicerone. Which kind of brings me to my next question for you: Is uh, you know what does the passing rate look like when people are taking this test? Oh man, I haven't looked at it uh, lately. Um, you know, the first year, uh, 2008, uh, the pass rate, passing rate was like 30%. Wow. Okay. Um, because pretty much everybody, you know, who thought they knew some shit about beer, not everybody, but, you know, a bunch of people who thought, you know. <laughs> right. Am I allowed to say that on radio? Oh, okay. yeah, you can. Yeah. We love uh, it. Yeah. 
Not a radio, um, but here you can. Yeah, yeah. So jumped in and, and took it. You know that. Oh, uh, you know what's this thing? Yeah, well, I could do that. And, you know, no problem. This. I don't need to study. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. I know. Baby. And and you know, some people found out. Okay, well, all right. There's some there's some stuff in here, and and you know that's that's one thing. But I also didn't hear anybody come back and say, you know, dude, that's that's not a legitimate you know test of beer skill. They were like, "Oh man, that was those are good questions," and I and I didn't pass. Right, right. And I was like, "All right, I got to go study some more. I'm going to come back and pass this thing." Sure. So, um, well, so and- that's and you know, and we, we, we there are some things that have made it a little bit easier since then. And uh, these days, I think the pass rate's around seventy to to eighty percent, actually. Wow! Not when I'm grading. Um, oh, yeah, right. Oh, harsh. <laughs> the velvet hammer over there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but some of it is you know we've got there there is an old exam on the website now that the exam from two thousand eight now mind you all the questions have changed but at least uh, now people can get a sense of what they're up against yeah and and they know oh I oh that I have to know it in that much detail oh I have to be able to figure out that difference from that oh, okay I better study more right before I go into this thing so people are coming in better prepared because they have a better idea. You know what they're what they're up against, and, and that helps a lot. Um, okay. Uh, and we do do you know some more some more classwork these days. Uh, the first year, boy, the draft stuff was killing people. Oh. Um, you know, there's some some knowledge about draft, and there really there there wasn't a source for it then. And unless you had been to one of the draft schools put on by by Micromatic or Perlick, uh, something like that. You just, I mean, there's no way to get that knowledge and right. know that you know it. That's true. Now think, now that's all changed. The Brewers Association has their um, uh, draft beer quality manual, and you can go to um, uh, their their website, which I think is, is it draft quality or draftbeerquality.org. I think it's draftbeerquality. Um, draftbeerquality.org. Yeah. And, you know, you can learn that stuff. You can sit down and read through it and, and, and learn that stuff. So, you know, again, some, some things have happened that, that make it easy and, and uh, you know, the fact that that exists now indicates that we're that many people in the industry are on the same wavelength. That we're all working towards trying to improve retail beer service and retail beer quality. Um, and Cicerone and DraftBeerQuality.org go hand in hand uh, in that regard. It's DraftQuality.org. I had it wrong too. Uh, DraftQuality.org put on by the BA. So yep. yeah, that's your true. navy. And when I was a bartender too, at several places, uh, it, it's just sink or swim figuring out how the draft system works. And I mean, yeah. right, right down to diagnosing why the it's pouring all foam. Yeah, and, right. uh, it's hard work because it's not only your system, but it's uh, how the kegs come in, how they're stored, right? Uh, all that kind yep. of stuff. But if you don't have a good system just at the base, you're, it's never going to be right. And I feel bad for some of these bars you go into, yeah, and they're just always pouring foam and losing yep. a lot of beer. Yeah, use a lot of beer. Yeah, oh, yep. Yeah. Uh, now, Nicole, you studied pretty long for this exam, though, didn't you? I remember you were holding study sessions and. Well, that was that was a little different. So people always ask me how long it took me to study for the Cicerone exam, and I say you really can't study for it. You you can just remind yourself of what you already have, uh, the knowledge you've already amassed. So you know, I've been really heavy into into uh, craft beer since I turned twenty one. Yeah, and, right. uh, <laughs> never tried it before. So, that. For, the, Drunk. <laughs> so for the past five years, and especially the last. Uh, Three years, especially Nate and I, have really pushed each other, hmm. um, and uh, have gotten have gotten to know quite a bit. And studying for me, studying for the Caesar own exam was kind of like 
some of the same things I did for the BJCP exam, which is yeah. just drilling some of the um, some of the quantitative uh, facts because I'm I'm not very good at memorizing that kind of thing. So just memorizing that and just kind of putting myself in that world and just you know reading yeah. about beer uh, every day. So. That makes sense to just remind yourself that you know this stuff and 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 have it at the forefront and refresh and yeah. you know a lot of vocabulary. Talk about it. And, yeah. Now, Ray, uh, just because I'm kind of a jerk like this, I just want you to know, you know, your Sarah there, who uh, was supposed to take, who took the test, I think, at NHC, uh, you know, she didn't, she wasn't doing any late night studying at that homebrews conference. <laughs> I, well, she was, but not for the Cicerone test. Yeah, I don't know what she told yeah. you, but uh, there was a lot of hanging out going on. Not, uh, <laughs> I don't know what she was thinking. We kept oh, telling her. It's you know, four already? We kept saying, hey, don't hang out with us. You yeah. should really go back to studying. Right. But she wouldn't listen. No. Nicole was giving Randy a pretty hard time about that, too, the night before he was supposed to take the Oh, exam. he took it out there he as well? He took it out there as well. Oh, okay. He was cruising around with bottles of beer in his hand at like two in the morning the <laughs> night before, and Nicole was scolding him. Go to bed, young man. He was studying. It was great. At one point, he passed by me with a, a glass of some like 10% beer. I was like, I grabbed it out of his hand. I said, you can have one more sip, and then you're going to bed. Wow. <laughs> I went and Okay, it mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's thinking me now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I would comment on on either one of those, but uh, we don't we don't uh, acknowledge or, or discuss who is taking the exam. <laughs> oh, we only oops. talk about who has passed the exam. Uh, I see. Oh. I didn't get that memo, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, just, it's a matter it's a matter of privacy and sure. you know, professional uh, responsibility here. You know, it's like what people got oh. ought to be able to come in and take the test and. Right. And uh, if they don't want to tell the world that, that they took it and didn't pass, then we're not going to tell them. So. And then they have that right. I see. Yeah, that whole kind of uh, privacy and professionalism is completely lacking at the Brewing Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scott came in here with his shirt tucked in once, and we threw him out. <laughs> so It wasn't cool. They locked the door. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I promised Ray I'd let him get out of here by 6, and uh, we're going to let Nicole talk to us about tasting, unless there's anything else you want to add about Cicerone or... Uh, how to how to enjoy and taste beer, Ray? Uh, you know, I, I know you're in good hands with Nicole, so uh, I will I will let her uh, handle that ball. Perfect. Go to uh, cicerone dot org. You can find out all the information that you need uh, about Ray and his program. Find out where to take the tests, and uh, also there's study guides right on there. Like Ray said, you can get the whole syllabus of the program there, so you can check it all out. Uh, one question from the listeners came through uh, for you, Ray, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our listeners in the chat room um, wanted me to ask you about your Twitter feed. I guess he likes the beer information that you give out every now and then. Oh, yeah. And uh, was wondering where you got the idea about that. It's almost every day. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's uh, Cicerone underscore org is my, my Twitter uh, handle. And, um, I, you know, I go through uh, phases where I actually do a series that I hashtag as, as Beer Ed, B-E-E-R-E-D, Yes, that's short for beer education, not beard, as in I've already had too much beer today. Right. Um, yeah, no, so I, I do those, and, and uh, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm in the groove, uh, I get, uh, get them set up about a week in advance and have, have three a day at uh, uh, 10, 2, and 6, I think, almost like Dr. Pepper. Wow. And... Uh, and so, yeah, uh, but that stuff, you know, I, I teach at Siebel Institute, um, uh, and both the science course and the diploma course, 
and am a graduate of Siebel, Siebel Institute, so all that all that brewing knowledge is is there, and most of it uh, I could just sit down and, and write those things. Uh, the, the tricky part is editing them into 144 characters, and uh, every now and then I have to go back and make sure it's like well, I do have that right, right? It really is like five percent moisture and not six percent moisture, right? But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun stuff to do, and, and people do like those things, and. I don't know. I, I have I have this this back of the back of my mind thing that you know if somebody would just follow me on Twitter for a year they could almost learn enough to become a certified <laughs> right <laughs> there almost, you go, almost. Very, cool. <laughs> very close to it and I, I guess my last question about that is what does it take to pass what's a passing score look like uh, for certified Cicerone, passing is eighty percent overall and you also have to get at least seventy percent on the tasting exam okay. We don't. We don't want somebody just coming in like all book knowledge and and totally bombs on the on the tasting part. You know, we want we want to know that you've got some chops, right? Um, and that's that's probably the most common thing we see right now uh, in people that don't pass is they they've got the book knowledge, but they don't quite have the tasting down. Okay, and so they they come back and and do the tasting exam again at some future date, which is kind of weird because that's the most fun part to study, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, well, for, for for sure, for sure. But uh, I mean, I think I think you know Nicole put it really well. I mean, you know, there's there's some cut and dried answers there, and and uh, if you're not um, if you're not prepared on that stuff, it, it shows. Right. But it's also the one part that you're very limited into how long you can actually study. Right. You can read books for four hours. But you're not tasting <laughs> beer for four hours. Right. There's no way. Well, you are. You're dr- You know, you, well, you stop the, tasting after yeah. 45 minutes. Exactly. Right. Drinking, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Well, as you know, as in all things, uh, when it comes to uh, academic endeavors, yeah. slow and steady is very important. Okay, that's how steady. I walk. A steady, that steady beer, beer tasting, uh, it's very important to success. I, I believe in this. It took me ten years to graduate <laughs> college, Ray. So uh, I'm with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> and by college, you mean high school. Right. <laughs> all right, Ray Daniels. Thanks very much right, for guys. being on the program. Thanks, Ray. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Have a good evening. All right. We'll see you in Denver at the JBF, huh? You will indeed. All right, Ray. Take care. All right. Cheers. Bye. There you go, Ray Daniels. You can go to Cicerone.org and check it out. Everything you need to know about becoming a certified Cicerone like Randy the Mexican. <laughs> Randy the Cicerone. That's why he wants you to call him Randy the Cicerone. He's trying to get rid of that, yeah. that other uh, well, <laughs> name who, you applied to him. Who wouldn't? It's not going to happen. Jamil tried to get me to call him Randy the More Beer employee, and that ain't going to happen either. <laughs> He'll always be Randy the Mexican to me. What about Ma- Randy the Mexerone? Mexerone. It the sounds Sissican. like a new meal at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's right below the Bell Beefer on the value menu. <laughs> like a <laughs> like a Bell Beefer and a Mexerone with sour cream, please. Thank you. All right, a quick break. When we come back, Nicole Ernie, certified Cicerone extraordinaire, will teach us about tasting beer. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Publications is proud to announce their newest release, Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by Chris White and Jamil Zanishef. 
The Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. Chris and Jamil thoroughly cover yeast selection, storage, handling yeast, and how to culture yeast. Learn how to set up your own yeast lab, the basics of fermentation science and how it affects your beer, plus step-by-step procedures, equipment lists, and a comprehensive troubleshooting guide. Professionals and homebrewers trust Dr. Chris White, who founded White Labs Yeast more than 15 years ago. And Jamil Zanishev is one of the most respected and most awarded homebrewers in history and co-author of Brewing Classic Styles with John Palmer. Visit Brewers Publications on Facebook for more information. Order your copy at shop.beertown.org or from the Brewing Network. Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by two of the most trusted names in commercial and home brewing. Proudly available soon from Brewers Publications. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The The Time Brewers! When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 19th century Burton-upon-Trent. Ah, Merry England! Something is amiss, my friends. Be on guard! Arr, these casks of white Zinfandel will stand the Queen's men in good stead in far Bangalore. Ah, hell no! Blush wine out of Britain be worse than microwaving a kitten. Maharaja Dodgers drinking pink be vomiting predominant on the subcontinent. Oh, dear, you can't drink blush with Vindaloo. Oi, what should I do? Ship hogsheads of this high carbonate water? <laughs> no, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Well, bless me. A parcel from the future from one northern brewer. Use this Marie Sauter, my good man. EKG at a high rate per barrel Make ladies wet like Colin Farrell 
Now quit Burton ruining the Burton Union and get Burton brewing. Forgettest thou not the bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento Chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and keep that nasty-ass bog myrtle inside your sackcloth, Brother Abelard. My stars, but this India Pale Ale is better than wine. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we did. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. You will, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Listening to the Brewing Network. Because, like beer, radio shouldn't suck. I like Ray. I'm glad he came on the show. It's too nice, though. <laughs> Such a nice guy. We gotta we gotta hang out with Ray more to get him to be a bit more of a dick to people. You know. Yeah, well, as, you, <laughs> as far as you know, he's nice. He's nice. He's a good guy. So go to cicerone.org, like I told you. We're now here with uh, Nicole, new haircut Ernie in the studio. She got a sexy new bob going on. And uh, is that what it's called? I guess so. we I... are a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Fully identified, haircut and everything. I got a sexy new bob. I like how it's layered a little bit on the under... <laughs> the other... Never mind. Yeah. Is that what it's called? It's a bob, right? Yeah, Something you're right. Like it's yeah. a bob, and that's what makes you gay. You know, it, it gets worse. I forgot about another detail. Uh, so, I don't know if this store is nationwide, but you know the Joanne Fabric store? I know where every I didn't know I didn't realize this, but uh, I went shopping there with my girlfriend for stuff for the bus. We're putting you know new upholstery and, and Burning Man stuff, and every time someone asked where something was in the store, I knew exactly where it was. I was like, oh yeah, needle and thread, that's aisle seven on the left side, and uh, I knew where everything at Joanne Fabrics was. So it it is getting bad. Yes, I'm telling you're you. picking it up really quick. Gonna need an intervention huh? soon. You know what I'm surprised about at that or store is a gay you intervention. Get, you can get bolts of denim. What is a bolt of denim? <sighs> oh, really? Really? See, I'm not that That's far gone. All nine. Is I'll it a bolt or is it a block? I thought it was a block of fabric. It's a bolt. Bolt. Oh. What is it? I didn't know that. It's like a you know rectangular thing. It's a pre-measured amount of fabric. So mm. when you go to the fabric and you're pulling off the little thing, oh. it's a bolt. I see. Yeah. All right. So you can make your own jorts. Yeah. Big homo. Ooh. I was wearing my jorts earlier today, as a matter of fact. They're coming back, jorts. No, they're not. GTL and jorts, baby. What are jorts? I don't know what Fist pump. Is. Jean shorts. You know, oh. you, where you cut off your old jeans and turn oh, them into yeah. shorts? I'm, I'm single-handedly bringing them back. And, no, you're, uh, no, you're not. You'll yes. see. Watch. Not, not with those legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what we're here to do today is uh, learn a little bit about how to enjoy and taste our beer from Certified Cicerone, Nicole Ernie. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, tasting beer, Nicole? Yeah, I just wanted to come on the show and do a little talk about not just judging beer, not just identifying uh, compounds or, or even calibrating your palate, just more about really enjoying your beer um, by 
thinking about what you're tasting right. and not in a, not in necessarily in an analytical way but in a way that helps you enjoy it better um and I you think- kind of you've done this even before you were a cicerone i remember in uh, tasting beer with you and you were always kind of analytical about it right yeah, always kind of analytical, but also just kind of trying to to find name name not necessarily GMS, but name name corn, name uh, name straw, something that uh, you know, some image that you get in your brain when you're tasting something. Not just um, I'm not I'm not saying that it's not worthwhile to be able to name compounds. That's a sure. really important part of, of what I do as a as a beer judge. Also. Um, just a great skill to have when you're when you're trying to taste beer with other people, but to enjoy it with yourself, it's nice to, you know, when you're enjoying a beer with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know those special moments. Yeah, yeah. I had I had two today. In the fi- right by the two fireplace. Of those moments. Yeah, turn the fireplace on and <laughs> yeah. in the shower. Yeah, one, one in the shower and uh, one in the car. <laughs> in the trunk uh, it was a busy day I was traveling a lot yeah, the fabric store <laughs> I was leaving the fabric store that place really gets me going images of Michael Jackson in your head by the way yeah. uh, <laughs> you get some you get some nice imagery in your head and you you just roll with that okay <laughs> that's happened uh, B-Dog in the chat room by the way Nicole says uh, please pass uh, his congratulations on to you for making national BJCP judge Thanks. You're a national judge now. Yeah. Which, by the awesome. way, makes JP your bitch. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, that and a few other things. I don't like it very much. <laughs> she, find, she finds flaws in all my beers all the time now. My Belgian ales, she just hates them. It's oh, great. Right. You know, this is why you didn't place in nationals with this beer. Oh, because can you imagine? This thing goes la 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 la. That could get old. Every time yeah. you give your girlfriend a beer, she tells you why you didn't win Ninkasi. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to make a decent Belgian dark strong ale for years. No way. Yeah. Every time Nicole's like, I'm sorry, this it just sucks. doesn't work yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, and you're not a, a, a BJCP judge, right? Nate? I am, actually, oh, you yeah. Is yeah. she also higher national. than you now? Oh. No, she, we're both national, but okay. I think she's got better chops than me when it comes to sitting down at the table and judging a beer. Who was my, first? No opinion. way. Okay. Who was first? I was first by a couple months. Yeah! yeah. In Cole! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Right. <laughs> But I think if you would have had those points from uh, the conference last year that only showed up recently, you may have made it there first, Nicole. So we'll give you the points. Yeah, uh, I just I just got my points from attending the Oakland conference uh, uh, this year. Oh right, yeah. don't get JP started, please. I had some, I had some friends, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a different show. I had some friends in high places. I think that uh, w- looked into that. I think I think I complained to the right person at right. the conference, and I think it was Gordon Strong actually. What's the so. next thing up from National? What will be your next uh, uh, endeavor? Master would be next, but I don't know if uh, I'm going for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's, that's just through points now. It's how many times you judge, no, right? No, no, no. Oh, oh. Uh, master, you have to have a 90 on the exam, which I'm shy of. So you have to retake the exam. I would have to retake the yeah, exam. Correct. So just because JP, I'm sure, is curious, what was your score on the exam? Oh, man. You can, look it, you can look it up. <laughs> the first time, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Ish. I don't remember numbers. 80-ish? Well, the first the first I time I took it was in the seventies, no. and the second time I took it was it was in the eighties. Okay, so. right. I just well, I, I forget sixties. I forget that the exact number. Yeah. Okay, what happens if you fail? Like, is it like the DMV? You have to wait two weeks before you can try again, or how does that work? <laughs> they set you on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they do. <laughs> I, I, do you have to? You just wait till the next uh, exam, right? Yeah, That's all it is. Because you can't take it on your own. There has to be a set. Uh, they set up the exams. Correct. So yeah, you have to wait until you get registered again. Uh, yeah, they can only they can only give so many exams a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Carry on, Nicole. Okay. Where were we? Yeah. So, um, kind of the differences between tasting and judging. You're, you're talking about. So sometimes it's sometimes. 
sometimes it's not very helpful or fun to to have all this uh you know all this specialized knowledge of technically tasting beer and analyzing it and looking for for off flavors and things like that. I know you guys probably all had this experience where you go out to drink a beer, and then somebody at the table is like, "Yeah, oh, a DMS or you know, oh, yeah. oh, it has diacetyl and it ruins the beer for everyone." And you know that's fine because it's an important thing to sit around and calibrate your palate to other people. That's a, that's a really important tool, but not so, every time. Sometimes right? you just want to enjoy your beer because maybe yeah. maybe we're enjoying one of Justin's beers. Until, well, let's pick another example. Until, <laughs> that's until, a real big uh, maybe. Until uh, Tasty yeah. came up and started pointing out the myriad of flaws. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that it contains the thirteen, right? <laughs> so yeah. you know, sometimes you just don't don't want to think about it that hard. That's true. And, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't think about it. Which is my which is my which okay. is my point here. Yeah. So what is the main objective of tasting? Well, to to talk about that, we need to think about why we taste the way we do. Hang on. Uh, Gordon Strong would like you to know that you got an 85 on the written and an 87 on the tasting. Okay. Which is nice. pretty goddamn good, <laughs> isn't it? Seems You're good, just shy of uh, uh, of having a master's of that, score. N- of that 90. I yeah. think you'll do fine the next time around. <sighs> Okay. I don't know. Got to wait a while. I don't know if my hand can take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, mine either. Yeah. What complaining to Gordon? <laughs> Carry on. Uh, so, uh, what is what is the main objective of tasting? Well, we have to look at why we taste the way we do. Um, you know, we we evolved to seek out foods that were nutritionally dense and to shy away from foods that had any had certain microbiological activity going on, aka spoiling. Um, so. Our, our palates are such that, you know, we can taste sugar, you know, we have a really uh, high threshold, flavor threshold for talking about um, 2,500 parts per million versus there are some nasties that we can taste in the parts per quintillion. Okay. So, you know, ethane is that, is that example. Um and uh, for those of you that don't know what a quintillion is, just wait another 20 years and our national debt will probably be there. Ah. So, yeah. A little political uh, humor. You see that? I did. I like yeah, it. I just like it. it right in there. It I thought bad. it was when... Was uh, that too contrived? Keep me awake with that. It was humor. good. Yeah. I All thought right. it was when a Mexican girl turned 15. That's the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, I can see where you'd make that mistake. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So um, when we think about why we taste like those things... We can we can see that we have an, an incredible palate for the flavors of fermentation. Um, we can taste the flavors that are derived from fermentation, and we're very sensitive to them. Okay. In um, the parts per billion, you know, parts per trillion, parts per quintillion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's really interesting for us to think about, and I think that's what attracts a lot of people towards drinking beer or um, eating fermented bread or. Um, uh, what's uh, kombucha? You know all these different fermented products that we that we use. I had a kombucha once. Have you guys had that? The, no. It's like vinegar water, basic vinegar juice. It's a it's an Asian fermented beverage that it's supposed to be really good for you digestively, right? And are you a com- you vegetarians? You must drink kombucha at every no. meal or something, right? I, I'm not a hippie. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right or a sissy. <laughs> too yeah it's, it's become have, quite like, popular honey and then something else in it i think it's worth it, it, I, the, the reason i'm elaborating on it a little bit is i think it's worth a taste because it is another fermented beverage but that kind of serves a purpose that that nicole's talking about a more nutritional purpose rather than i mean one one or two beers right. is certainly nutritional but six is not 
Right. Whereas six kombuchas, and uh, you're ready to go. Yeah, you're blasting off like a water rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pretty much are. It's an interesting fermented beverage. Combine that with smoothies, and oh yeah, oh, ready to go. I also think, Nicole, I'm glad that you bring up this kind of evolutionary uh, part of, of tasting things. A lot of times when I think about flavors that I like and don't like, I don't go back that far. I really only think of things like, I didn't like onions when I was a kid, but my palate does like onions now. Like, I think of a very small evolutionary scale of my palate and how it's changed. But to think about how we needed to seek out rotten food or carbohydrates for energy and things like that, we actually developed things on our tongue to to know those foods. I think that's pretty, right. like that's as why, you say, yeah. interesting to think of it that that's way. That's why things like onions don't taste good to kids because they're they're very sulfurous um, items, and and that sulfur it will indicate to the palate that it's a spoiled food. And I see. You know, uh, it takes some training and it's an acquired taste you eventually learn mm-hmm. to enjoy onions or when they, you cook them that sulfur kind of comes out and it tastes right. sweet yeah so well, um, and your taste buds aren't even developed at a young age they say a lot of kids don't eat don't like vegetables you know when you're a kid i don't like brussels sprouts or i don't like broccoli yeah you really don't like your palate physically can't handle it i see yeah. i wonder when my palate will handle my beer i wonder when that's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know when does that evolution take place, Nicole? You should is that not in your hold notes? your breath and listen uh, that <laughs> It's not in your notes. All right, carry on. So uh, thinking, about, uh, thinking about these kinds of things when you're tasting anything is really important because a lot of the foods that we enjoy, especially as adults that, you know, you think about kids not enjoying or whatever, vegetables, um, sushi, whatever it is, things that are new to us uh, here in the U.S., these are things that we learn to enjoy. And beer is also one of those things that we learn to enjoy. A lot of people notice that the longer you drink beer, all of a sudden, where when you first started drinking beer, you wouldn't have enjoyed a sour beer at all. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I had La Folie, I was gonna, I was ready to punch Nate. I thought he was pl- pl- playing a practical joke poisoning on you or something. <laughs> right. You know, but, but now <laughs> it's, it's a different thing. It's kind of you kind of go through this spectrum. You you train yourself to enjoy the flavors of fermentation, and you get to that point where you can enjoy uh, even things that indicate a completely rotten food, like a like Britann- Britannomyces flavors, like barnyard notes and stuff like that. You know, we're evolved to not to not like that. Right. But, but by by knowing that it's safe and uh, you're kind of messing with your we brain, tri- you're, you're, you're going in there and saying, yeah, this thing is really bitter, which would could indicate poison, but I know it's not poison, so I'm going to drink it anyway. It's kind right. of fun. It gives you kind of a thrill. Um, like the first time I had Jägermeister. Yeah. I had to convince myself it wasn't poison. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of was. And, yeah, and, I was, and I was lying to myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's totally true. So... Um, Thinking about this, it, it kind of helps you understand your your interaction with the physical physical substance that you're that you're dealing with. You know, it's it's um, it's interesting to think about. You're you're using your cognition, um, and you can talk about um, what you're tasting with other people, and that's great because it gives socially awkward people some, something to talk about, and it also increases the amount of mental energy used while you're drinking beer, which is makes sometimes sm- extremely low. Makes you smarter. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could. Like it, does. it could possibly. And yeah. did you hear the uh, socially awkward part, of JP? <laughs> no. Yeah. So it hasn't helped you in your in social situations that you can talk about tasting. I'd rather not like talk that. about it. <laughs> it's too personal. I don't feel comfortable talking about it. I went and had a meal with JP and his girlfriend once, and um, he was berating her about tasting beer. Like the poor girl was just trying to talk about like what she was tasting in the beer, and JP like <sighs> JP's like, well. Not really. It's not really there. No, that's, you're wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> and she's like, well, what do you mean? But it's what I taste. He's like, no, you don't. Well, she's kind of an idiot. 
Right. Wow. And then he called her an idiot. You yeah. can see why this chick is into JP. Yeah. <laughs> Did you call yeah. her broad too? <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, broad. That's my grill. Yeah. Go right. where my grill's at. She's like, I'm right here. Like, oh, right. thank you. <laughs> okay. So, so, JP, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's wrong about um, being wrong. Yeah. I think it was uh, uh, right. Charlie Bamford that. Uh, no, not Charlie. Bamford. Mr. Yeah. Bamforth, that that had a presentation called "Quality is in the Eye of the Brew Holder." Doctor Bamforth. Doctor Bamforth. There we go. <laughs> the uh, the uh, um, <laughs> I thought you were signaling to me. Nope. <laughs> uh, so I mean, the the point of that is that your palate isn't wrong. It's a tasting is objective. Everyone's yep. going to taste something different, and it is a creative endeavor. Yeah, there is such thing as calibrating your palate to to other people for the purposes of things like judging beer analyzing something but if you're talking about enjoying sitting there and enjoying your beer or, or your your meal you know yeah what you're tasting isn't wrong it's just what you perceive so um, it's like uh finding the common words right that's yeah that's like a common vocabulary a common vocabulary yeah. is very important when you get to the point where you are judging and analyzing but if you just want to enjoy your beer and you want to get more out of it you can still do that without feeling like you're going to be wrong if you're going to talk about it and and also i think you can do it with everyday vocabulary too mm-hmm. i think it does help if you end up on the same page at some point but for me it's it's sometimes it's the most fun to taste with people who don't really talk about tasting beer mm-hmm. and to find out you know someone i i asked somebody what they taste in the beer they might say something like i taste oreo cookie it tastes like an oreo cookie to me which i never i might have never thought of that descriptor but then i take another sip and go that absolutely tastes like Oreo cookie. Mm. And so sometimes I think having um, in a, 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 an amateur palate, for lack of a better term, uh, can be a lot of fun in tasting. You know, So can all of our dildo-shaped bottle openers that Nicole's <laughs> now playing with in the studio. <laughs> playing with. You can tune into the webcam for that later. <laughs> but Yes. But this is what I like about the... N- that there's no wrong answer to this part of the tasting. Because I think that... So friends of ours... Everyone here has friends that really aren't beer guys, right? Or aren't beer people. Mm. And and when I taste with them, they're intimidated to talk about beer with me a lot of times, thinking that that they're going to say something stupid or something that I already know. But to me, it's some of the the, the most fun times I have tasting beer because you get these kind of random comments about beer flavors. Yeah, like if if I'm sitting down tasting beer with somebody who I know isn't a judge or a, a, you know, beer fanatic. Yeah. We're tasting something and to me diacetyl comes out right away in the beer as we pour it and i'm smelling it i'm right. not going to tell the guy hey this is diacetyl right yeah let's sit and taste it for a minute and does he What's pick out butterscotch yeah you're gonna chill out I, for a while right yeah. or if it, if it never comes up i might suggest it at some point say, are you getting a little butterscotch like flavor or aroma or something like that and see if they yeah go with that or roll with that a bit mm-hmm. and if they disagree then i start questioning myself maybe i was sure off to begin with too which is kind of cool well this takes know? me back to a great uh uh, NHC presentation that I went to this past year uh, by Ken Schramm. Ken Schramm's kind of a mead guy. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He wrote The Complete Mead Maker. Yep. He did an amazing uh, presentation about the genetics and the physiology of tasting. Um, I, and if anyone's really interested in learning about this a lot more, his uh, presentation is up on, on, the, on the NHC website. Okay. Um, but he talked about... Uh, gustatorial versus analytical tasting and gustatorial tasting goose like like the latin like ta- that's a latin for not the latin word but it's part of the yeah for tasting basically okay um the uh 
that's you actually process that in a different part of your brain than you would analytical tasting. So you uh, the amygdala, which is part of the reptilian part of your brain, it's kind of like the automatic part of your brain, is what's responsible for going sipping your beer and going, oh, that tastes good, you know? Okay. Whereas the analytical part of your brain, it, you take some training yeah. to, to get your 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 tongue and your senses working with that part of your brain. It's it's uh, processed by the part of the orbi- orbitofrontal cortex. All right. Anyway, so it's, it's part of it's part of the brain that's associated with higher processing and, and really processing language and things like that, because it's it's not just going it's not just your taste buds going right to that part of your brain that goes, yes, good more it's boy going like <laughs> boy like beer <laughs> right chain like beer boy like beer yeah it's, it's going it's a whole new level where you're taking in those tastes and flavors and then you're trying to interpret what it means and and where where it's going and so that's a part we're training and when we think about things like the cicerone program or bjcp or whatnot like exactly that, right? and calibrating your palate to other people and things like that um so when what you were talking about a second ago, Justin, was uh, you know talking to people that don't don't spend a lot of time thinking about tasting beer that come up with that like no duh yeah obvious taste and the most interesting thing that I got out of out of that part of his discussion was that uh, beginners and advanced uh, tasters tend to ha- be much more accurate than intermediate tasters hmm. um, because. Advanced tasters have really made strong neural connections to that part of their brain that processes flavor and aroma analytically, um, whereas the, be- and the beginner tasters are ready to quickly accept that first impression um, from that, you know, from the more raw processing of their brain. And not right. guess it so right. much. And, and, and not second guess it the yeah. way an intermediate taster who's struggling to make those strong neural connections to the, the analytical side of their brain. Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes so, you try too hard and, uh, and you fail even worse. Yeah, I definitely feel like sometimes I get stuck in that that middle section. And then so do I. Actually, I was thinking that in the beginning of this show, I felt like I was a pretty good taster. I was kind of, you know, I was proud of myself sometimes when I taste a lot of things. And lately, I don't taste shit. People give me a beer, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't taste anything. Right. I'm, I'm on that, like, sort of middle plateau, I feel like, where I'm, I'm not discovering new things like I was back then. And I'm also not, I don't have those strong connections like you're saying too. I'm definitely in that middle ground. Yeah. And especially when you're in that middle ground, you can feel fed up. You're act- you've actually made a lot of progress, you know, I'm sure. But it's just that when you start to doubt yourself, you start to get some things wrong. You can get frustrated and yeah. just be like, whatever. Um, That's but- why Scott hasn't come out yet. Still frustrated. Still kind of like I'm still feeling for things I can't. Just, I just, oh, I just don't know. Plus, his, plus his Jewish mother is not going to have it. Yeah, well, she'll, no, she'll have a heart attack. Yeah. So, uh, so what can we do to to get push our, pu- to push ourselves to really get into those uh, push ourselves to that next level of tasting? Well, I've got um, a line of coke over here. Be- if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drink some beer, dude. Seriously, seriously, good beer. <laughs> Will be really, I got know. a glass. I got an opener. <laughs> oh, I got an opener. <laughs> you guys can yeah. borrow that if you want to. You just bring it back in the next show. <laughs> She's going to pocket that thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> you, you started waving uh, yeah, yeah, the wieners yeah, around yeah. the room. and it take, it takes <laughs> <batteries>. the hell. <laughs> we're learning. So we can, we can use... Uh, other things to get us more excited about tasting again, like um, like 
cock-shaped bottle openers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of excited, and then, yes. and, then, <laughs> and then the emotional connections to to our uh, to foods that we've had in the past and to the beer that we're drinking now. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit also about 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 training your palate um, before we move on to that. How about um, this? Um, let me take a break. Okay, let's let's take a break. And I got to pay some it. sponsors, you and uh, we'll come back to that. Um, and also, we've got a beer in front of us that we can taste as well when we come back and uh, get people alongside us. I think maybe the folks at home could pour themselves almost anything and talk to themselves about uh, what they're tasting. I think it doesn't really, you don't have to be tasting the same thing right now to talk right. about how we're thinking about our palates and thinking about uh, flavors coming through. So Absolutely. All right, hang in there. It's the session. We've got Nicole uh, doing a fascinating presentation about how we taste here on the session, and we'll be right back with more of that. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer food and music downtown joe's the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home whether i'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs i head to the heart of dear dublin for me homebrewing supplies you head all the way back to emerald isle just for a wee batch of grain for a bit of keg tubing no you moronic waste to deliver dublin california i go to hop tech for 30 years hop tech in dublin california has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract fresh grains hops soda flavors spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud.
proud to offer award-winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You can't stop me, motherfucker, cause I'm on a boat. Bitch, you drink, I'm on a boat, bitch. We drinking Santana Champ, cause it's so crisp. I like T-Pain. I didn't know I'm flipping flabbies, I'm flipping burgers, you at King go straight, flipping cabbage. I'm riding on a dolphin, doing flips and shit. Is that JT? Getting everybody away. Was this their C-World? Is he the other guy in it, Justin Timberlake? Yeah, he, he always speaks English. Yeah, yes. okay. he collaborates with Andy Samberg a lot. Got it. Mm-hmm. Nicole he likes it. Funny and attractive. If Who? I can just say so. Justin with, Timberlake. Oh, yeah? I thought you meant T Pain. No, T Pain's <laughs> a fugly mofo. I'm on my way to having a T Pain grill, though. You know, yeah. I got my yeah. start from the back I got and work one, in front. Because yeah. I have a gold filling on my molar. How white am I? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty hip now. Well, next time you get mm-hmm. uh, mobbed in Oakland. 
Yeah. What you do? Oh, no, I'm one of you. Look, right there. Don't take that, too. I don't even go to Oakland. I'm afraid of it. You should. You should go through it. Oakland's great. All right. We're back with Nicole Ernie, uh, bartender at the Trappist, certified Cicerone, girlfriend of Nate. It's uh, a nice new haircut that does not make her look like a lesbian. <laughs> I want to point out. Thanks. No, the jack boots do. Yeah. And the flannel. <laughs> right. But other than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We're talking about tasting with Nicole. And uh, we poured ourselves a beer uh, before the break, which uh, I think we're going to get to taste uh, during this session, too. But uh, we wanted to talk about some other things about uh, calibrating our palate as well. For sure. What so, does that even mean? So calibrating your palate means tasting beer with other people and kind of getting to know certain flavor compounds and identifying them and then seeing where your palate is in conjunction with other people. So the classic way of doing that is uh, using a a flavor kit um, and actually spiking a kind of bland beer with a flavor kit and seeing how how well you taste that that taste uh, in comparison with other people. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Siebel Institute puts out a kit. There's a few others. I think we have one around here somewhere. Yeah, it can about. be it can be really fun. Um, so that's one great way to kind of calibrate your palate to other people and understand uh, yourself because that's important when you're when you're judging. You sit down at a judging table and you know that you have a weakness. Like like I have a tough time of all things with uh, chlorophenols. I think my mom just used so much bleach around the house when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm just burnt out on it, and sometimes yeah. I just don't pick it up. So uh, you know, if you know yourself, uh, that, that's really important. Um, I've used one of some, these kits. Yeah, yeah, they're they're trippy. It's like a a liquid or something. Yeah, it's a right? flavor. And you can and put it in a beer and like a base beer, um, and then you can gear your. It's amazing how many girls can't detect uh, date rape drugs. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Wouldn't be date rape drug if you could, right? Yeah, yeah. a little rum and coke. So it's it's interesting that genetics actually do play into whether you can taste something or not. Um, mm-hmm. Certain people can taste things in certain thresholds; other people can't. Um, Certain people can't taste certain compounds at all. So that's another thing that's important, especially in, in beer judging. You know, you can't hate on people because they can't taste something. That just means that mm. they're yeah. either their genes either are so that they can't taste it. Yeah. Um, or or maybe they're identifying it as something else. So that kind of goes along with, you know, you're not wrong. You just so you're just different. It, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's Scott, included. She's that ring true mother. Yeah. <laughs> now, so does that count for the legions of American light lager drinkers in the world too? Can you say they're not wrong? They just don't. They, they just, just can't don't, taste. They just don't care. I see. It's a little bit different. There's a difference between not caring and not being able to taste it. So, so how do you train your palate and and really uh, really get into calibrating? Um, I think I'd say that training your palate happens every day. Um, so you have to address certain problems that we have, especially in, in the U.S. We really bombard ourselves with artificial fragrances and flavors just constantly. You know, uh, all, the, all the soaps that we use and things like that have artificial fragrances in them that are actually considered downright dangerous. Um, so, Like patchouli. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that just makes me want to punch people. Okay. That's, that's why it's dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, harmful for your health. Definitely harmful um, to your to palate if you're if you're trying if you're really trying to have a sensitive palate. You're just bom- bombarding yourself with these excess perfumes and things. Are, are is not helpful. Um, artificial flavors too. Same thing. You know, we, yeah. it's questionable how safe some of these compounds are. Anyway, we use a lot of stuff in the U.S. that's totally banned in Europe. Here she goes. So. 
Just, just saying. No, I agree the with other, you. Yeah. But I was going to make a McDonald's too. joke because I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, if you can, you talk about pres- preservatives and artificial compounds. If you could leave a hamburger uh, on your desk for two weeks and it looks the same <laughs> as when you bought it, that's it's probably something no wrong with it. No and I, I have a feeling that there's all sorts, like, I like that you bring up artificial flavors and, and probably things like fructose. I mean, if you're having a Snapple before going to a beer tasting, it's going to affect your palate. And that's that kind of stuff really lingers around the back, too. So I think it's a good point you make up. Uh, yeah. The other one that drives me crazy is smoking. I, sometimes people come to the Trappist and I think they're just wasting their money because they buy because they're all stoned. They buy they buy a twelve dollar bottle of fine Belgian beer and then they go outside and have a smoke before right. they come back to drink it. Hmm. And you know you're just you're just burning out your your. You're literally burning out the parts of the phys- physical parts of your tongue that are helping you taste. So. Yeah, that's a good point. So you ever share? But you ever have someone hand you their beer who's a who, oh, who yeah. just had a cigarette? <laughs> oh yeah, you can smell it on the rim of the glass. Yeah, so foul. Yeah, that's why heroin really is a better way to go when you're out <laughs> tasting because it goes through straight to the vein. Well, some people smoke their heroin, Justin. I mean, yeah, but you can't do that when you're tasting. Exactly. You gotta, what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make well, sure chasing, chasing the dragon is a whole different thing than oh, smoking a dragon. Right. And don't forget, if you've run out of veins, you can always go in between the toes. See, I used to do uh, the dropper down the back of the nose. Uh-huh. You can do. You can yeah. use your eyeball too. Yeah, but that's real weird. <laughs> well, if you ever needed <laughs> kind of Mexican, if you ever needed another excuse to quit smoking, the, tasting, tasting good beer, tasting yeah. your beer is definitely one of them. Tasting everything, you know, mm. when you if you quit smoking, you're you're gonna enjoy. So is it okay to have? More. Is it okay to have cigars at a homebrew competition right before the best show around? Like all. The- <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, you know what's really funny about this conversation too. I've next, seen people do that before. <laughs> next week's show is actually a pairing cigars and beer show. We're that's doing. Fine. No, so- <laughs> no, that's fine. Oh, that's great. It really is. <laughs> that's fine. Don't get me wrong. If you yeah. want to enjoy your 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 cigar and your beer and you want to explore that flavor together, it's great. But if you're trying to train your palate. Okay, and then you're you just know. lighting one cigarette off the next outside. Yeah, just you're a not waste of time. you're not helping yourself. Yeah. So, all right, a little different. Good point. Um, so how do we then create? A, well, I'm going to talk about that later. Let's let's move on. The uh, so I want to talk about tasting beer in a way that most people don't talk about, and this is the original way of tasting, in my opinion, is tasting something and saying, "What does this remind me of?" You know, when we we were drinking this Gordon Biersmertzen earlier, yeah, uh, while while the show was going on, and I was trying to think about it in those terms, like you know, you get you might get an image in your head. I was getting this Germans and Dirndls. Yes. Oh, are we not playing this sure. game? Oh, I thought you were going to call out, and I would tell you the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> Go for it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the things that I thought of was this uh, this this basket that my um, my mom had as decoration, and it had this smell that some real authentic baskets made out of uh, grasses will have. Mm. And it had some like dried uh, dried barley and things as decorations on this basket. So I'm like, okay, so I'm sipping this beer, and this image of, of walking up the steps and, and smelling that smell comes into my head. Mm. So that's just kind of an enjoyable thing that I get from drinking that beer. It reminds me of being a little kid in my parents' house smelling this smelling this thing that I used to see every day. You Are know, you sure now, you don't smoke weed, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> that's now no longer part of my life. Yeah. And uh, and just kind of enjoying that memory. Um, and It wasn't a no either, but... And then, <laughs> yeah. and then by doing that, you can say, you can then go back and if you want to analyze it, you can say, okay, well, why? Why, why does this image pop into my head? Why does that aroma 
what is this aroma trigger this memory of being in this time and place? And I started to think about it and I was like, well, it's a, there's a straw like uh, note that I got from the, from the malt character of the beer um, that was really pleasant and it, it brought back this, this nice memory for me. And I think that's a really fun way to approach uh, tasting anything. Yeah. You know? I um, think that requires an awful lot of thought. Um, so I'm trying, I would have to train myself to sit and do that but I, th- I think that's why it's fun it does and it doesn't because like, you hand a beer to somebody and they're like oh what does that remind me of yeah. and if you give them a minute it, the, you know just instead of trying to think about it so hard just realize like oh this is the image that I have in my head right now right you know, you don't have to maybe identify why right away, but just enjoy being in that moment and that, that picture that that flavor paints in your head because that's definitely happening. I you, think somehow every beer, in one way or another, raises cleavage into my head hmm. in some sh- way, hmm. shape, or form. You're probably right about that. You have that. a sexual association with beer. It might be. Mm, that's perfectly healthy. I like how you just deduced that. <laughs> Is it healthy? Good, because I thought, I thought that was real fucked up. All those beers well, you no, had at actually, the, the Portland strip clubs. Ah, it could be associating beer with strip clubs. Mm-hmm. That's true. Could be that. Well, one thing I was going to talk about actually was how how we have an emotional and men- emotional connection to to these aromas, not just these kind of memories, but the fact that before we could speak and before we used language, we we did use food as a means of communication. So, how often our mothers fed us as infants is a, the classic example. You know, um, the quality of her milk. You know, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> so, so that was a means of communication that our mothers used to to comfort us and to to help us understand the world around us. Okay. So that's kind of an you know at. A, you know, a psychoanalysis level. This kind of, but and this the happens basis of this kind of memory of, of of the way we taste. This happens every day too, just with uh, scents and you know, walking around. You a certain scent can. It's a big memory trigger. There's a lot of studies about how uh, scents and things can actually be more of a memory trigger even than sights can. Absolutely, smell has a, a very intense and very direct connection to our brains. The the uh, the nerve is literally wired right into the brain from from your nose, essentially. Yeah. Well, your um, nose is right underneath your brain. Exactly. <laughs> is I that mean, how the physiology works? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty much that simple, honestly. Yeah. Um, so so the use of aroma is actually you know even though we're we're kind of bombard ourselves like I was talking about earlier. The use of aroma in uh, retail settings and things like that is very common. For example. Um, Coldstone is known for using the aroma of uh, of of freshly baked like white cake. And Just they, in the in the outside, room, you mean? Outside, oh. of pump their outside, they the pump store. it outside their store. So that's it, creepy. When you walk by, you definitely notice that aroma. Yeah, and you smell that, and it, even though it's not yep. the aroma of ice cream, you want ice cream when you smell that. Bebo is agreeing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the other the other one that you could, that's obvious is like if you've ever walked past an Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, you know just vagina. Like, <gasps> I could, yeah, <laughs> smelly. Is that why when I walk past a brewery, it smells like they're brewing? I get thirsty from beer. Yeah, Pavlov's dog. Pavlov's that there. connection yeah uh, we used to do that at starbucks a lot some some starbucks will they will take uh freshly brewed coffee and put it in like uh, underneath the, the duct where it, you know it sucks up the air oh yeah the store and it blows it outside so when you walk past it yeah you uh smell uh coffee that's Ooh. interesting yeah i mean yeah. it triggers it. it definitely triggers it since uh sense of smells uh crazy yeah it's okay. pretty interesting yeah but uh you think about you know, we we do use this the same kind of idea every day. You know, we have uh, a lot of us have pets. We communicate with our pets through food. You know, you 
you feed your cat or your dog mm-hmm. regularly and they know that you care for them and that they become less anxious and they're not worried about whether they're going to get fed or not because you're 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 taking care of them so that's something that's an example that we use every day so this is a this is a means of communications between between humans and also all you know intelligent non-speaking animals and you know we definitely still communicate through sharing of food and beverages um, well that and uh, big belly rubs yeah that, that yeah. works too you gotta get that belly yeah you gotta rub it. <laughs> what that's uh, awesome go? you gotta rub that belly i you wish get, i wish you, you wouldn't speak about our private lives <laughs> <laughs> you hold the can you go oh that's a big one how creepy would it be to walk in on jp and nicole totally clothed and everything like it's really it's benign yeah. right but but talking Greener to each other door. oh you rub that belly yeah, get that belly oh get the belly yeah you go get that you got beat on that belly. Oh, you got beat on it. I would never, I would never forget that. Yep. <laughs> I'll do. A, I'll post a, a video on Twitter about that. But we still, Twitio. I'll do a Twitter. We still think about oh, it gosh. too. You know, we talk about different cooks or even home brewers that we know that how, put their stamp on the uh, the food and beverages that they make, and you, you know, it's like, oh, I can tell this is one of Tasty's beers, or you yeah, know? the house. Flavor. We talked about that with Sierra Nevada just last week that yep. they have one of the most distinct house flavors, and it goes in every beer. You know. Yeah, we have somebody that makes baked goods for us at the Trappist sometimes. Tasty? And, uh, no, no. <laughs> oh, different baked <laughs> goods. Her name is Sarah. Oh, oh. <laughs> but uh, her, everything that she bakes ha- is just magical. I and mean, it's just, she has this magic touch. It's something about her technique A and lot process. Of butter. You yep. can, you can mm. tell. You can tell. <laughs> I don't think she exists. You can tell that it came from her kitchen, you know? Okay. Um, so it's just, it's just still a, a means that we use to communicate, you know, the people that have that kind of finesse with certain things. You know, we we can we know. Um, so you can use. Um, let's see. What was I? Gonna... You, you mentioned earlier gender differences in in, in tasting Did things, it? being able to pick it's up a things. Genetic difference. Oh, genetic. Tonight. You said yeah. gender. So, oh. Which which could be gender. Like you know, there's certain things like uh, women are have uh, lower thresholds for bitterness yeah. which is why you know a lot of people a lot of women don't necessarily like bitter beers right away or right off the bat or some or maybe why some do um, there's there's some uh, there's some indication that, that women have a perceive uh, more kinds of bitterness hmm. and it again back to evolution etc you know women uh, mostly for the most part women were collecting plants and identifying okay this plant is the one that we can take home right. and feed to everybody yeah and gatherers then, and then yeah. oh wait this plant is one that you know may have some medicinal pro- uh, properties and this plant isn't and the bitterness and goes hand in hand with the uh, alkaloids which is you know the compounds that most of our pharmaceuticals are made out of today. So. Do you think these differences would explain why Terrence the Black's favorite beer is watermelon wheat? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Terrence, is that a, uh, do you think that explains it? He, he does. He agrees. That was beyond. <laughs> uh, what, that's not in your notes? <laughs> so, uh, so, what, I want to go back to using those kind of emotional triggers nope. to, to talk to Forward. to talk about what you're tasting with beer. Okay. Um so I I would invite anybody in in the forum right now that's yeah. that's uh drinking a beer see if you can have that kind of uh memory trigger um and and taste that taste that beer and say okay, well this reminds me of something. Like uh, I for a while you know, I was tasting all these beers, strong like stronger beers, and it would remind me of uh my uncle's house. 
I'm like, okay, why does this remind me of my uncle's house? My uncle made wine. He made really strong wine mm-hmm. um, that tended to be rather fusily. Um, and I think his his cellar wasn't so clean. So you'd go down there, and there would be the aroma of not just the, the grape juice, but of Britannomyces. So I learned eventually that that was, a, that was an aroma that I, that I attributed with, like, some Britannomyces. So it's right. kind of interesting. It's actually more fun to think about my uncle's cellar than it is to think about Britannomyces. That's a good point. <laughs> that puts that aroma in context of your real life, not just some analytical exactly. thing you've it's read a, in a book. It's right? an enjoyable thing. So, See, that's the opposite for me. I hate well, talk, thinking about my uncle's cellar. A lot of weird. <laughs> well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was shit. gonna make a joke, but it kind of not joking too. This isn't, it isn't always the case that it's going to be an enjoyable road to yeah. go down, is it? Right. Uh, in the well, case of J, most of JP's life, um, you it know, can be very painful. And in turn, <laughs> and in turn, there are a lot of other uh, people in the neighborhood that have are going to have the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why some people cry into their beard. Yeah, also, beard though, even like if tears. it's not enjoyable, might end up being a healing process. You well, can heal can. through tasting. You can. So part of the reason why I was talking about you know communicating non-verbally earlier was that when we taste, you know, language is only a small part of how our brain processes things. So you get all kinds of of sensations and and ideas as you're as you're as you're taking in sensory experience that are difficult to describe. Mm-hmm. Um it, you for you it might take the shape of color or um you know like for me like I'm talking about all these memories. Um but Try to tap into that. What kind of vision do you get? Do you do you see like sitting on a hillside on a sunny day? Like maybe you're getting grassy aromas or something that reminds you of a certain tree pollen or a fragrant uh, flowers or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be really useful exercise to sit down with your beer, start smelling it, start tasting it, and 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 throw away all these like oh I taste acetaldehyde. No, forget about that for a minute, and just tap into these enjoyable sensations. Or in the case of JP, these kind of Painful memories. Painful memories. Yeah, that's my and, life. And uh, and see have a what, good cry. See, yeah. have a good cry and see what you get out of it. And beat that yeah. belly. <laughs> I I'm, I'm making a lot of jokes about this, but I really like this idea too. And I think it is a new, a, a fun way to experience your beer. Well, and I think I think everyone kind of does it. On the, you're, you're right. It's it's very natural. Um, you know, we're we are trained to uh, to fight through that your know, natural instinct and kind of get really really technical. But there's a lot of malts. Um, just malt and hop combinations that are very floral. Uh, I, I, the name of this beer escapes me, but the uh, uh, the malt profile is extremely floral, almost jasmine-like. And you never would really, I don't know, to me it's, you know, I would want to try to get technical with it, but just enjoying the yeah. floral aspect and this the jasmine of this, uh, yeah. it's uh, it's a trip. And it's a good point yeah. you make in that sense, Nicole, to, to forget about acetaldehyde or because we I think we're certainly me because of the show and 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 the way we do things around here I bec- and, and we're always judging everybody's beer and evaluating who did what and how they did it it's easy to become just cooped up in the well I detect this and I detect it. it's the same thing every time um, yeah. And this is a whole new kind of experience to be able to, to think about. I think what happens when you, when you start doing this as an exercise is you actually develop a larger vocabulary that you can then bring back to the judging table or to your... Like uncle's to basement. Your, to your beer <laughs> drinking friends, yeah. I'd love to hear you use that on the, at the BJCP yeah. table. In your overall comments. Are you guys picking up creepy uncle's basement? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because uh, there's... <laughs> oh, that's great. There's a certain sherry note that uh, it, it has a hue uh, of my uncle no, in this beer. I'll, 
All joking aside, though, Justin, sometimes context can change the beer. When I'll play this uh, game at home where I'll taste the beer sitting in my office, and I'll walk outside in the backyard, mm. smell and taste the same beer. Sometimes the aroma in particular yeah. changes a lot if it's a really hoppy beer. Grassiness, because there's grass all around me and plants and so forth there, and flowers blooming and whatnot. All of a sudden, the beer will take on a, a more floral aroma or more grassy aroma. Right. So you mm-hmm. can kind of you can do that and play around with it and think about okay, is am I just tricking myself or is that really there to begin with? And I'll go sure. back inside, continue tasting the beer, and then as it warms up, oh wow, I'm getting that same thing I was getting outside. But it was complemented by exactly. the other aromas outside. It was it was really there. Yeah. It's like I just ghost, wasn't getting it at first. It's like a ghost story. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Did that just happen to me? Well, that's an interesting way to do things too. It's kind of fun. Do so, I? Do you put your pants on when you go outside? No, I do the opposite. I put my pants on when I'm inside. <laughs> and take them off when I go, go outside. outside. Yeah. yeah. Even at the new house, the my neighbors? neighbors. My neighbors love it too. Yeah. It's great. What All about right. glassware? Doing that maybe in different shaped glasses with the same beer. Definitely matters. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, you, you can use the, you can then use this experience to develop your vocabulary, like I'm saying, um, and to really start to bridge that that gap between the the amygdala, like I was saying, and the orbifront, orbitofrontal cortex. Because you know, for a lot of us beer drinkers, there's not a lot in between. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> right. You I'm too dumb. Out. I'm too dumb to get that. But, I'm too dumb to be offended right now. <laughs> right. But you can you can definitely use that, you know, I, I would call myself intermediate level taster. I feel like I have a lot to learn. I don't nail it every time, mm. you know. And and I definitely like to use this exercise to kind of expand that. And it makes for a much more interesting score sheet if you are a beer judge. Because you can write you can write on a score sheet how something um reminds you of a straw or hay and differentiate between the two. Or talk about like an, an experience or des- describe things in these very specific tasting terms, not just or know, butterscotch and diacetyl. Not just I taste the malt or I taste X malt. Like, well, what does X malt taste like? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, it's almost not even the even our vocabulary, the the standard vocabulary we use for for tasting it's notes. It's limited. It's limited. It's not even elaborate enough. It's very limited. Yeah, you can you know, and it's it's not necessarily helpful to a home brewer if you say I taste I taste a uh, I taste uh, German Pilsner malt in your beer. Like, yeah. no, I, I taste a Pig subtle, vomit. a subtle graham cracker note. You know, that's much more interesting to read about, in my yeah. opinion. Um, it's also much more interesting to experience because um, you can have, you can use these um, experiences to just develop your vocabulary and then take that to the next level um, and just really be have a huge vocabulary to talk about beer. So let's. I want to try this with the people in the room. Uh, and I want you to think about it. I don't want you to take a drink until I get to you. Uh, but we're going to start with um, here. Well, JP doesn't have any. Let me I don't give have any beer. Um, I don't want you to take a drink until I get to you. But I want you guys to fill yourselves up. Nate has some. Uh, I want you to take a drink. And I don't want to do the, the the very thoughtful thing. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Because I think it'll be more fun. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't want you to filter it. Yes. I want you to take a drink. And I want you to, to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Balls. Vanilla and lemons. All right, and this beer, by the way, that we're having, what is this, Nicole? It's a Uckle Blonde. So Uckle is one of the seven Trappist monastic breweries. It's the newest of the seven. Okay. Um, and this is a very dry, very dry uh, blonde from them. Okay. Like the skin of lemons, like very the hobby. pith of lemons, almost. All right. Nicole, first thing. Um, uh, blanched almonds and uh, kefir lime flowers. I don't even know what those are. <laughs> you snooty, <laughs> snooty. Yeah, I can't channel that. <laughs> boy, oh boy, 
put your nose down a little, will you? Bring some of those in someday. <laughs> <laughs> you bugs flying in there. I've been, thinking about, I've been thinking about this beer for a month. Right. What do you want? Those are good things. Got a head start. <laughs> Jipper, you ready to take a drink? And, uh, I'm waiting uh, for my head to die down. All right. We'll move on to Scott the Jew. Uh, the first thing was um, taste very the, carbonated. The plight of my people. That's the first thing that came first to mind. First thing yeah. was like, yeah, lots and lots of carbonation. Which it does. It's a very effervescent <laughs> beer. And uh, they, all, they laughed at me. Jesus, I'm, I'm an laughing. amateur. I'm not I, no. laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, it, did, yeah. it did come out that way. Did you know? They but, were actually pointing a wiener yeah. at me, and that's what they were laughing at. <laughs> you know. By the way, you might not want to bring up the whole Jesus thing. It's a little touchy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right, go. Tasty. Too late, Tasty. We're going to Tasty. Uh, sweet. Okay. Very sweet. Yeah, I get that too. Actually, yeah. now we're on to JP, who's taking a nice sip. First thing, JP. Um, corn tortillas and jasmine. And jasmine. Mm-hmm. Corn tortilla. Jasmine with a J, like the stripper. Oh, so you screwed up my first thing because you said stripper, so cleavage. <laughs> cleavage is <laughs> <and> boobs. <laughs> and I'm not, oh, even, sorry. I'm not even joking. <laughs> boobs are the first thing that came to my mind wow. when I took my sip. That's sweaty, I don't sweaty know or dry? Was, I'm not sure if it was uh, sweaty, now that you mentioned sweaty, it. Sweaty, okay. Because the beer is a little... Um, it's a little... Perfumey and musty. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is a stripper smelling beer. It, it, it wow. kind of, if you this think, is a stripper. If you, you know, they all have that same perfume. They're very bubbly. I get that taste on my, I'm not joking right now. I get yeah. that taste on my palate from from this, perf- I think it's a very perfumey beer. Yeah. Very much so. I always think of Belgian hops of ha- as having that musky perfume like quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, people yeah. call it perfumey. Floral and earthy. Yeah. I, think, I think musky is a better way to talk about it because that's, that's the perfumey quality that I get from hops like Styrian Goldings. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a lot better than like vaggie. I think, I think yeah, musky would be a stripper like. This beer is very cunty. Musky is definitely more more Cicerone certified. Like, yeah. yeah, use that on a score sheet. JT. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Your beer smells like vag. <laughs> Did you brew this your wife? No, no, just got to put it like medium vag aroma. Just put that in here in the middle and see if they, you know if, you back later. If I judge at the queen of beers, I will do it. <laughs> oh. Now, would it be like midsummer vag, or are we talking like December vag? I'm talking December. Okay, because that's not bad. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Vivo wants to leave the room, I think. Wow. Uh, well, listen, Nicole told us that we could explore <laughs> our right? Uh, that's right. Our Fully. memories. And that's great. I think that this, Vivo, you shouldn't judge us. I, We're just... I am openly judging you. Nobody else, <laughs> just you. I think I'm trying to learn new ways to taste, and I don't see Tasty judging me over there. No, no, you're right on. See, you taste veg, it is veg. <laughs> there's no. We remember we started this with there not no being a wrong answer. You want to try this? But, but the important thing then is if you want to no, bring it to you. that next level, think about why and where that's coming from. So yeah. you definitely identify that with a combination of the the hop aroma and then some of the some of the artifacts from fermentation that are in the beer. Right. Um, so, that's so you do a, that's, still go back and think about compounds that afterward. I, I, you do, yeah. eventually. I mean, that's. I think that's that bridge. So I think that this is a technique that you can use from beginner to advanced level because if you want to step back and have a more fun experience with your beer that is going to be... Um, uh, helpful in developing your your analytical side. I think this is the way to go because you're you're you are adding ex- your all of your life experience to your tasting experience, which makes it really fulfilling. Yeah, all of your life experience, which for Tasty is a lot. It's a lot of experience let's, for sure. Let's point right. that out. And I, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the flip side of this, and that's experiencing 
experiencing other aspects of your life in ways that are going to add to your beer tasting experience later. Because I'm suicide. <laughs> I'm I'm always thinking about what's going to make that next beer taste even better. So okay. So uh, I think that uh, eating real food and sharing it with with other people and talking sure. about our food is a, is an important thing that I think we really miss out on a lot of us in yeah. the United States. I, I I had I was lucky and I grew up in a family that um, grew and produced a lot of our own food like all summer long I I didn't need any fruits or vegetables from the supermarket it was all from my grandpa's backyard. You Do know, you want me to make you a smoothie so. after the show? Nicole? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I'd love to. Only if I can wear the organic cotton hat. You can, yeah. Sweet. And you have yeah. Jersey Shore on Tebow. Uh, yeah, yeah. we'll do it all at once. Sweet. You know what that sounds like to me, Nicole. Poor growing up. She likes to think of it as an enhancing uh, yeah. experience, but really, well, it's, I mean, just poor. it's like when you're homeless and your oh, kids are going to go car camping for a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Did you also go car camping, Nicole? No, we did not. Okay. See, mommy has these little tickets, and they equal food. <laughs> did so, you? Did, did your folks have a farm, or just in the food backyard? Stand. We're my, talking. About. My grandpa had a double lot, okay. and he had about double wide. 15, 15 fruit trees back there and just every kind of vegetable, four different kinds of tomatoes, you know? Yeah. And, it, and I, he, we, I would just walk around the yard with him and he would, this time of year exactly, you know, he would cut up for me three different varietals of plums and pluots so I could taste the difference. And, you know, I think, I think I was really lucky in that sense and that has really contributed to, to my, to where I am now. Yeah. Um, just because I, I was developing that part of my brain as a, as a child, which I think really matters. It's hard to go back and, and turn on your brain and, and develop neural pathways in, as an adult. Um, you have to really throw yourself into it to do that, which is why I think that these kinds of exercises can be really helpful um, in doing so. Um, mm. But I, I, I definitely think that that approach to enjoying your food is not only going to be enriching in the sense that you're going to go back to the judging table if you're a beer judge or go back to your homebrew if you're just trying to analyze your own homebrew and understand it better. Um, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you enjoy every meal better. You yeah, know? Yeah. So if you, can, if you can enjoy a really fine cheese or really pick out the nuance of, of spices in, in what you're eating or whatever it is, and talk about it with other people, share it with other people, help calibrate your palate that way by talking about, oh, this is really garlicky. Oh, I don't think it's that garlicky. Whatever it is, you know, um, it can be really, really interesting, fun, enjoyable, um, a great social activity. Yeah. And it's really going to help you develop that part of your brain. Well, and it's not snobbery, right? You I mean, you get together with some people and, and you start describing these flavors or whatever you get you know stop being such a beer snob or whatever it's not that it's you're really trying to enjoy what you're consuming yeah absolutely and i think that's that's what i I was talking about earlier when i said you Mm. know every nobody's wrong you know you can't approach it with this you know competitive attitude it has to be i mean i sound like a total hippie right now but which you hate (laughs) it has has to be cool it has to be uh you know an exploration, you know, yeah, at the table, you know, just sure. Paxi, if Paxton were here, he'd kiss you on the face for, <laughs> yeah. for saying that because he's a, re- you know, he's not just a, a, a foodie. I wouldn't even call him a foodie. He's really about the experience, and he talks to me about that a, a lot. Talk, that's what he talks yeah. about is is really enjoying slowing down and and thinking about the food and where it came from 
And, uh, you know, he's a real advocate of, of knowing uh, about your food, about what you're putting in your body, for one. But also, I think you're right that it's, um, if you're doing it with the food that you eat, it, it's, it then just comes natural to do it with the beer that you drink. Right. I think it's a, it's a, it becomes second nature. But then yeah. not only that, you are then having experiences with real food. Um, you know, I'm not talking about Twinkies here. I'm talking about real food. Like you, you were talking about, like, like your experience at the farmer's market. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to know what a big pile of ancho chili smells like because you experienced it. Yeah. And then when you smell that in a beer, you're going to be able to talk about it. When you smell that in a hot flavor from, from American hops, you know, you'll know what a kefir lime leaf is because you've had an experience with it. So it's enriching to your life. What you're cool. not going to know is what a bacon beer tastes like, Nicole. Oh, oh you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Oh, you do. Nicole does. Ah, you've gone to the bacon Definitely. side. <laughs> a little bigger in there. All right. So, Nate, you will not get to enjoy this part of the eating no, experience. Think, oh, actually, you know what? I should have answered your your earlier questions. Yes, as I did try a McKellar beer with bacon in it oh, you on did. Friday. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I don't know if that qualifies, but sure, it sort does. of does. I, and now, I, even though I'm making a joke, it's a good example of how without eating real bacon, you right. actually don't have the true association. You haven't had the real food, or at least in Correct. a long time. Just like if it were if it were some kind of pepper. If I hadn't eaten the actual pepper, I wouldn't be able to relate to it as well in a beer. That's true. That's yeah. true. It also isn't true in the sense that most of the compounds that you're experiencing when you're eating bacon are actually aromas. So just by Nathan having been in a room where bacon was being made, right. he has a pretty yeah, close association. Yeah. So there's a, there's the, the amount of flavors are actually pretty limited. There's only about, well, depending on who you ask, five or six. Um, yeah, but that's like saying you walked by a strip club and got laid. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really not... You need yeah. to eat bacon. Right. But but it, to taste. But what if you just caught a whiff as you walked by? It's or, not the same because you having sex because you didn't get to hear. You didn't get the whole experience, like about how she's going through med school and oh, and, right. and this extra lap dance is really going to go toward tuition. That really yeah. builds those emotional connections. So you you're still not. I agree yeah. with JP that you, you and, know. Yeah, exactly. She's dancing for you, and and you're both pretending that it's not going to go straight into her arm after work. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Jeez, that's exactly right. Those are the places we hang out at, actually. He's not <laughs> exaggerating. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Nicole, do you find that as you develop some of these things that they backfire in a sense almost that you go back to beers or food that you used to really, really like years ago and you see them in ways in which you didn't before and you like them less? Uh, oh, well, yeah, that happens to everyone, I think. You know, it's like... Maybe you have a, a favorite candy when you were a kid, and you're like, "Oh, that candy was so good!" And then you find it again, and you're like, "Yeah, it's okay." But right? You know? Yeah, that's just how it goes. And there's always there's actually I forget I wish I could cite the study properly, but I was I had read about the study a year or so ago, um, about how they 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 gave all these subjects something really delicious to eat, and they got to like have that memory, and then they went back and gave it to them again. Um, and punched him in the face. And they were like all so excited to have it again that they didn't enjoy it as much as oh, they did right. the first time. Because their their brains built up the Too memory of it so much ha- yeah. that it, you know nothing could live up to that initial experience. Uh, like that beer that blew you away the first time you had it. And then over the years you say, they changed the recipe. This beer is no good anymore. No, it's it probably yeah. Maybe you, you know what? Well, and some your of anticipation. My, some of my favorite craft beers when I first got into craft beer, you know, the more I learned about flavors and, and, and my palate enhanced are no longer beers that I, right. I put on the shelf right. uh, on my, in my fridge anymore. I think uh, on, the, on the West Coast here, what we do that a lot with uh, is Celebration Ale. Okay. I, I find yeah. every year it comes out, 
and I'm guilty of it. It was better like 10 years ago. <laughs> right. It was weird. Like 96 was like the anyone, best. Like anyone can remember what that actually right. tasted like. Right. Yeah. And, they, yeah. and they go, no, they must have changed the recipe. And I think uh, maybe they did 10 years ago. But um, yeah. every year, it's always different. Sure. You talk to anybody. It's never the same as the year before. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. But with that specific beer, yeah. I don't know why. Okay. Sometimes it works the opposite way, too. Like, you know, I've the past few years, I've kind of started to develop a negative association with Sierra Nevada Pale Ale because it's like, oh, well, you can get that anywhere. Why am I going to drink that? You know, it's yeah. so widely available. Every time I go back to that beer, I'm just, wow. Sure. Wow. It's no it's reason so not good. to like a beer just because it's widely available, right? Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. just like, it's, the, like, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Like, I understand. You know, you, the the brain work. is a really powerful organ. And yeah. We really. Uh, Who's that guy? The guy who out. made the, um, the, the Fast Food Nation movie? It wasn't called Fast Food Nation, but it was based oh, on that. Super Size Me. Super yeah. Size Me. Yeah. Kind of said that it, what he said, yeah, yeah th- what Spurlocker. he said was that every time he, he drives his kid by a McDonald's, he's going to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so that when he gets associated. Yeah, because yeah. one of the, one of their, uh, uh, be tools that they employ is, is creating a wonderful memory for children. Yes. Uh, th- that's yeah. why the, you know, that playground doesn't exist because they're doing mom a favor and right. giving exactly. her a break at lunch. It exists to create positive memories, uh, right down to the aromas, so that instantly when you smell, like you're talking about, Nicole, uh, uh, you know, you think of, oh, yeah, when I was seven, I slid down the slide. And, well, you got that toy. You know, you got yeah, to open you got the, the box. Toy it was and, special. You had a different container than mom and dad, and you right. opened it, and you the whole had experience. to finish your meal before you got to play with your toy. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I like to punch the kid in the face past the uh, bad beer or the McDonald's. See, if I ever get cursed with a kid, I'm going to punch him every time he sasses me. And sasses you? Yeah. And they're, you know, then he will never sass me. That's going to work great. Yeah. I think it'll work. I like it's pretty radical. Gonna, I like that you're going to raise your kid like you're in the 40s every time he sasses you. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> whippersnapper. Yeah. yeah. Well, he could be. I don't want him to be a whippersnapper, but he might. <laughs> he might be. If I don't give him a good clubbing on the ear. Right. Okay, anything else, Nicole? Well, I wanted to see, did anybody write in with a, an, an experience like that? Did I don't anybody, think so. They didn't listen to your advice, I Oh, man. Come on, guys. Let's see. They probably did, but Bevo didn't transfer it over. I got a suggestion to make you the co-host of Paxton's new show. Oh, That okay. uh, people are really enjoying your conversation about tasting and would like to recommend you as the co-host of the new show. Oh, um, actually, I have a note from Bevo. Uh-huh. Oh, this came through. It's, uh, I... <laughs> Oh, it's just a, okay. Well, I'm glad that sh- that came okay. to a screeching halt. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, without any tasting experiences, Nicole, and anything else? No, it's great. I, just, I hope I, I hope that people start enjoying their beer more. I think you've brought up a lot of great points for me, and and uh, you know I was worried about doing a tasting show because I didn't want us to sit around smacking our lips and tasting beers. I think that there are other programs that do that, and I think that um, talking about what you taste in a beer is not meant for radio. Um, but I think you did a great job because it was much more, um, I think, descriptive about how uh, to think about tasting and different ways to approach it. I learned a bunch. I'm being very serious. I learned a lot from you, so I appreciate it. And, Thanks. Uh, I'm sure that Tasty learned a lot, too. I did learn a lot. See? He's did been... I have a question or two, though? Oh, see, do it. See, I told you. Well, uh, <laughs> what about the uh, the physical part of tasting? The, uh, you know, t- t- big swallow, small swallow, swish it around, uh, squirt it out your nose. Uh, <laughs> Does that spit change? Spit it across the table. Great. Yeah. Yeah, Any so techniques you could offer? Uh, absolutely. I always I always tell people uh, at the bar, especially, you know, that it, you see a lot of people come up and they want to take these little itty bitty tiny sips because they're, they're wine drinkers and they're so scared to put beer in their mouth. 
Like, oh my god, what am I doing? And you're yeah. saying beer bong is the way to do it, right? <laughs> Not the little <laughs> sips. <laughs> no, you you know, you want to taste enough of a beer um that you can you can start to perceive its bitterness in full. So you know, you want to take a first sip and not not think too much about it. You want to take that first sip to coat your palate. You kind of get an immediate sense of the mouthfeel of the beer, especially carbonation, like you were talking about, Scott. Um, you get you, that's definitely a big first impression, especially with a freshly poured beer. Then you want to take a second sip, and that's when you start to really get into the beer. Um, that's the way the BJCP recommends tasting is on that second sip, kind of getting into there in there and really starting to enjoy it really to fully assess a beer though you do need to have several ounces of it um to really start to completely perceive the bitterness um so you just want to keep enjoy keep enjoying the beer swishing around your mouth i don't know if that's really necessary i do it Mm. (laughs) um especially when i'm having a hard time understanding something in a beer Mm. yeah Usually on the, like the third or fourth sip, I'll kind of let it linger, see if the flavor changes as the kind of carbonation dies down, as a beer warms up on my palate. Um, uh, temperature of beer is a really big inhibitor when it comes to tasting. You can't you can't really taste much of, in a cold beer. Um, these Belgian beers we're tasting, we're trying to get all of the nuance from the yeast character out of them. Um, so and- if the mountains are blue. Do not taste. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. We're we're talking about you know. I don't know how Nate found this out, but he thinks that the temperature of the beers were about 55 degrees when we pulled them out of our, our cooler. Uh, I was just by touch. He has, an, he has an ass thermometer. Yeah, I do. That, uh, <laughs> I pulled it out. You'd be amazed at how accurate it is. That was amazing. Yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good at that. So. <laughs> wow. I don't know where to go with that one. Yeah. I don't know either. I better segue into something else you just mentioned, Nicole, about uh, bitterness and sample size is really important. I remember that when Colin was on this show at one point a couple of years ago, he talked about one of the things he learned at the hop school that they have every year. There was a researcher there talking about how the way that beer is tasted these days uh, in a judging context, the judges aren't getting enough of that beer in their mouth to understand the real true bitterness of a beer is X hundred milliliters or something. I can't remember exactly the number, right. but... And I agree with small, that 100%. Exactly. Too small of a sample, you're not going to perceive bitterness correctly, so you have to make sure you... Drink more. The few Drink organized, the, the yeah, which is a, a, a great know. piece of advice. Well, the few organized tastings that I've been to, I feel like the the lush in the room um, because the other judges or tasters are sitting around and uh, <laughs> j- you know sipping their two ounces, right, and just sipping it, and they're able to to write out their scores and their descriptions of the beer. Well, I'm finished with the sample before I've done half of my writing. You feel like you didn't even get enough in the first place. I didn't sometimes. get enough, and and I'm being serious that I feel like uh, I, I I feel like maybe I just uh, I, they look at me as if I'm drinking too much. But to me, I have to for one, I have to remind myself a few times about what I'm tasting to kind of make sure that it's there. And as I'm writing a description uh, for the score or whatever it might be, I want to remind myself again. So I'll take another drink as I'm writing the description. Right. And to, like you say, to get the full effect of all of it, I need, I'm not saying I need a full beer, but a two ounce pour is just, isn't going to cut it. They don't call it mouthfeel for no reason. I mean, you have to get enough of that beer in there to be able to perceive that thing correctly. Right. And so. Now I like tasting events like the the Great American Beer Festival. You get a it's a tiny one ounce pour. You get to try a lot of different beers. But if any one beer really catches my attention, I, I have to stand in line two or three times to really enjoy it and to talk about it with friends. If you know if I'm wandering around with Tasty and we and one of us have found one we like, I have to get several pours just to be able to talk about it with him. So that's I think it's a good point that. 
I, why is it that it that most tastings are set up that you only get the little bit? Is it just because of a lack of of beer present? Or, I think yeah, at the were, Great American Beer Festival, it's just well, crowd there. control. Well, I mean more. I mean more like a like a judging or uh, or some kind of. Why is it off? Is it just that there's not enough beer there to be poured? Why don't we set it up so that we can have well, more? No, as most judges? most judgings are set up where the you know you got three four ounces. To you do drink. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, if they need more beer. They'll require, you know, the contest will be more bottles. So maybe right. people have just been cutting me off at the tasting. Well, no, 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 no. At the, <laughs> at, you know, like at the uh, festivals like GABF. Sure. Yeah, that's a flawed system, no doubt, because uh, Nicole makes a great point. You have to hit your third or fourth sip. That's when you're really, you're really right. tasting what the beer is. It's, it's also important just to remember as a judge uh, that, you know, you're you are ha- you are doing essentially a sip test, which is not accurate. Um, so you have to be aware of the biases that can come out. Of the, of that uh, of of that kind of uh, uh, sip testing, right? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And you're you're never supposed to spit beer out like winos do. Are yeah, you? it's no. not generally considered uh, a practice in in beer tasting. Although you know, if if you need to, if you feel like you really want to get more beer in your mouth and you don't want to consume the alcohol because you're doing a, an extraordinarily long flight, I don't see why it would be wrong. I thought that, you, that you there was a scientific to, you do need reason. To swallow some beer, yeah, because the bitterness perception is in the back right. of your throat. There right? is there is there is a significant amount of of taste buds in the in the back of the throat that are right. sensitive to bitterness. So that is important. You definitely feel that. And do you um, know what also, the reason is not for wine? Why you're not supposed to do that? I'm not sure why. I, I think forget. bitterness is not as big of an of a factor in wine, right? But um, I think it's also just, just the alcohol. The alcohol, yeah. Uh, the alcohol content is such that you can't do a flight of twelve wines. Yeah, because you're talking 14 percent. Oh, I can do usually. It. Yeah, I can too. And <laughs> higher. I mean, California Cabernets are like seventeen, eighteen percent. Yeah, so. that's why Cali the best. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought there was another. I, I didn't. I thought there was another palate reason too. Maybe because I, you don't have those bitter qualities that you don't need to swallow it. Yeah, but so. I think maybe it also has something to do with the way the fusel of all that alcohol affects your palate if you swallow. Mm. Uh, oh, a negative impact. Yeah, oh. yeah. Hmm, don't but don't quote me on that. I just remember there being kind of a reason for both, and I don't remember it being that you would get drunk. Yeah. Well, you definitely get. M- you definitely perceive of alcohol heat and some alcohol flavor more after you swallow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you do get kind of some interesting perceptions from that. Right. But I mean, I went through a time uh, last year where I had to give up beer for a while and mm. uh, we had some really interesting beers on tap at the trap. And since I had no shame in pouring myself a sampler glass and taking the bathroom just so I could taste a little bit of it and spit it out. I mean, I know I wasn't perceiving the beer completely, but I could yeah. still enjoy it. Sure. Enjoy the flavor. And your parole officer never caught on? No, he didn't. It's great. <laughs> it worked perfectly. And the ankle bracelet, you still wearing that? <laughs> no, it's, it's gone. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I would have a hard time spitting it out. Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't... I'm, and I'm not... I'm That's not saying I'm I'm that much of a of a lush, but I am saying that that even what? the even the force sure of habit uh, would 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 be it'd be rough. I yeah. think. If that's yeah. what she said. Then marry yeah. her. Kind of. I was on antibiotics <laughs> last year for a while and went, did the same thing with a couple of beers I really wanted to taste. Knew I wouldn't get another chance. Yeah, spit well, them out, and it was it was pretty tough spitting out that beer. Right. Well, clearly, really, it clears up it's, when it's good. So. Yeah. 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 It does actually, JP. It's been yeah. much better since. And you can so, drink. Sorry I'm about glad, that. I'm glad sorry you about would. that, Nate. <laughs> well, no, it was JP that had to go to the doctor. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I just went to talk about. And by the way, you can drink on penicillin. It's fine. Oh, right. I think it's all right. Some of those heavier Next ones time. they give. If you get a real bad case, then maybe you can't drink. Yeah. 
So right now we're tasting a Aqual Extra. So it's another beer from the same Trappist Brewery. Um, the first time I had this beer, I thought it was Boobs. I thought it was horrible. <laughs> I thought it was the worst beer I'd ever tasted because I had a really bad bottle of it. Uh. Um, but we just recently got a shipment in on the West Coast. So if you live out here and you see some Aqual Extra, you might want to jump on it. Okay, um, this is a great beer. But buy it first. Yeah, you you mean it. the beer had gone bad? Yeah, it, it was. I think it had spent a little too much time on the wrong side of the uh, in the container on the wrong side of the ship. If you know what I mean, it was just uh, really, really dry, sour. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's some problems. Um, but tasting this beer, this is really nice Belgian dark strong ale, mm-hmm. and the kind of image that comes into my head right away is kind of like a a feast table with mm. really heavy baked breads and plums and just kind of I get this image not just the flavor of oh I taste plums no I, I like see these big juicy you know black plums and things like the that ima- the image of feast. Yeah. the image of complexity in a beer instead of saying this beer is complex yeah, yeah. You, you know do you get yeah. any of Nate's Belgian dark strong in here do you see any of that <laughs> in the flavor not quite no it doesn't suck that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if this man. just sucked a little more, Nate, <laughs> it would be your beer. If you yeah, fuck this up a little bit more, you'd have your beer. Yeah. I, I <laughs> would I, tie her to bed and light her on fire <laughs> if I were you, Nate. If, if I dislike this beer by 3%, I think it would be a lot more like Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Go ahead. I won't I don't tell. Know what to say. No, no. One's gonna, no one here is going to report you. I love it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I get a, a kitchen full of cookies, but like dark like at nighttime, maybe when your mom's baking cookies and it's late at night and the oven, you know, the kitchen light isn't on, and you know, yeah, it's kind Holy. of uh, nighttime. See, JP's know, got the full image. Oatmeal raisin cookies. Yeah, not I bad. Just miss my mom. Nighttime session. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Dimly lit. O- I, I, oatmeal I, I, raisin cookies with chocolate mm-hmm. chips. Stealing yeah. Santa's cookies. Yeah, well, the only light comes from the oven. Yeah. The weird thing is, I also have images of JP's mom <laughs> when I'm. That is weird because <laughs> tasting this beer. Wait. So, what do you mean? Nothing. So that's perfect, Dave, because you can think about why that is. There is kind of like a... I'm trying to think of why he thinks my mom. I'm trying to figure it out, but I can't... I guess your mom's pretty tasty. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And slightly wow. alcoholic. Talk about burn-ins. What? Because <laughs> she was cremated. Right. Yeah. I am sort of a necrophiliac. <laughs> sort of. It's oh. <laughs> one of those things you either are or you're not. <laughs> I'm kind of, I dabble. Terrible. Yeah. It's like saying you're half in, half out. Oh, man. I don't know, like people might be starting to think less of you. Wow, it's hard to imagine. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wow. Is that even possible? I think Bevo is dead. She feels very cold and clammy right now. <laughs> yes. So, JP, you mentioned Trap corn, me in corn tortilla and the other aqua beer we tasted. Are you yes. getting that in this one? I don't. You don't get that one no. in this one. It's funny. Well, see, you, you you said something, yeah. and now I'm questioning that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, God, it goes back to what Nicole's saying. The first, just you don't quite, don't second guess. Don't yeah. question yourself. Your first impression is usually uh, proper when what you're smelling you? it. But Scott, what do you, you get? You're kind of a, a newer palate in the room, uh, talking about beer with us. Uh, well, that knee-jerk first thing, um, I pictured uh, like maple syrup pouring down a big stack of pancakes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a I, nice picture. Yeah. yeah, and I can pick up on that flavor, too. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I could see how you would get that. It definitely has way less of a you know harsh carbonated feeling than the one we just tasted. Yeah, less and, bitter. Um, so I guess I'm tasting a little bit more syrupy, a little more sweet. Which makes sense because the uh, uh, you know a highly carbonated beer that effervescence can really lift it off your palate as opposed to letting this sit yes, down on it. Definitely the opposite effect. Yeah. Nice. Are you proud of Scott right now, Nicole? Yes, I am. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we established a couple years ago that I have a pretty decent palate. Yeah, that's true. On the, on the FM show. Did I, I miss so. it? No, you were there. You just oh. don't ever Tuned listen out. to us. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you, Nicole. Any other questions from Tasty uh, over there? About the uh, no, that answered my questions. All right. Good, good, wonderful questions. Um, I do appreciate having you on the show and helping us taste these things. I think you're a very talented uh, palate lady. Thanks for having yeah. me. I was excited to be on the show. Yeah, it's fun. It's been a long time in the making. I had to get, I had to, I had to beg Nicole basically to put something together <laughs> for us. Come on, we need you on here. People like you. So I do appreciate you coming back. Um, next time, you don't have to bring Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah. I have to be the entourage. Somebody's got to drive her to the show. And yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. That's yeah, he's, he's the one that's going to help me qualify for drunk of the week later. She'll, oh, she'll, be, uh, <laughs> she'll be famous enough on her own by that point. She won't need me to drive her around. That's well, and true. someone needs longer hair than her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it wasn't for Nate, you would have it. Nate, Justin. didn't you start the rumor with me the other week that you're thinking about cutting your hair soon? You no, thinking? it sounds like a good rumor to start, though. So I'll yeah. say yes. Starting to chop that. At the GABF. He's at the BN booth. At the BN booth. Yeah. He's oh, about if it a you times. do it, it does have to be done at yeah. the BN yeah. Can yeah. I do I will shave your head at the BN booth. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know that Nate would look good shaved. Some of the listeners no. are gonna, some listeners are going to show up with like a plate of bacon and a, uh, <laughs> and a razor. Mm. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> yeah, you choose now, Nate. Yes. Exactly. It's got to one or the other or both. I don't know how you Better would be look organic with bacon. Maybe we could start with just a, a bob. You, you two can both. You two can both have bobs. <laughs> yeah, who will look more like a lesbian? <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. If I we have it in the listener's hands and end with a mullet or something like that, probably. Yeah. Oh, I've always said that if I cut mine, I have to. I'll, I'll rock a mullet or some stupid yeah. thing for yeah. a week. You're you gonna know, Kenny or... Powers this thing and yeah. kind of. I think it's important. It I think I owe it to the listeners. Yeah. Cut a mullet and then That's... the. Awesome. The James Hetfield style handlebar oh, yeah. mustache thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to do it for some kind of charity, like, you know, mullets for menstruation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and menstruation. Menopause. Mullets, mullets for, for menopause. menopause. <laughs> I support early menopause in women. What? Gross. Yeah. All right. That'll, that's, that'll be our charity. Is there is there a charity for menopause? Fucking is. No. no. I, I highly doubt it. There should be. I wish there was. Yeah. But see, that, I think that's kind of the Fight good that. thing about girls going into puberty younger. Hopefully they'll go into menstruation a lot younger, too. What the? Or menopause. What? Because then you can't have kids after menopause. Yeah, but you also have no sex drive and you're hot all the time. Pills for that. Dry and what? like the Mojave Desert. That you just got creepier, believe it or not. Really? I, 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 Bevo hates me more, and you got creepier all in one show. This is unbelievable. It's amazing wow. the things that happen in this room. Yeah. Well, wow. I'm offended. Are you? I talked Why? about sleeping with your dead mother, and you just offended me. Really? <laughs> how, uh, how did I offend you? I don't know. It's menopause. It's great. <laughs> Uh, no kids. <laughs> it's the end. Yeah, yeah it's the end. <laughs> I'm sure there are some older, lonely ladies that would love a piece of a JP. Young, a young man of your opine. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are, are who are we leaving out? Because we've done the blacks, the Jews, JP's mom, <laughs> postmenopausal yeah, women, Mexicans. dead people, Mexicans. Gotta keep right. I feel like I we're leaving someone out, right? Native hmm. Americans. Oh yeah, uh, woo woo Indians. Okay. Yeah, we've left out a lot. Yeah, a lot. I mean, you know. Well, oh, there's more going. for shows. There's more shows later. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Well, we're not done yet. We're going to come back. Uh, Scott oh. has a new game for us that we're going to play. I'd like Nicole to play along with us, too. Uh, I think all the brewcasters uh, will get to play this game. Um, not Bevo. That's new and exciting. <laughs> I never get to do anything fun. None of the fun stuff for Bevo. Wow. I'm like Pam on The Office. Yeah, you are. But you know why? It's because you talk about things like going to a vampire convention or whatever the fuck you're going to. 
What are you going Whatever to? Whatever Jersey Shore. <laughs> right, right. Which is very the different. Judgment. You can't judge me. I'm not going to go to a Jersey Shore convention. Okay. Actually, I would. Oh, not I yet. I point out that I totally want to see these people right, in person. like a yeah. total Guido. You'd be like, hey, what's a problem? Hey, G- I GTL today. I GTL today. Okay, let's just be real real quick. You have not gone to the gym or gone tanning in a long ass time. Nor have I done laundry. <laughs> okay. But... Give and me yeah. a gold chain with a cross on it, and I'll start tomorrow. Whatever. Or a horn. Actually, and it's the horn. The, is hey, tonight we're gonna we're gonna hit the clubs tonight. Right, oh. Your girlfriend wants oh. to go with me. Creeping. <laughs> we're gonna for go. The record. We're gonna go creeping. Yeah, bombs. Yeah. That's what they call it when they go to the clubs. Yeah, they call it creeping. Go jump along some grenades with the ladies. Yeah, yeah. You, you have seen it. <laughs> I knew it. Busted. Grenade, yeah, grenade free foundation. That's right. This is a grenade free zone. Yeah. You could be the situation. <laughs> there we go. Never worked in an Asian reference. <laughs> I'd rather be Snooky. Oh, oh, Snooks. That poor girl. What a mess. She is a oh big, God. fat mess. Short, fat mess. I'd, I'd watch the shit out of some K Town, though. What's Situation? That? <laughs> yeah. That, that's what it's going to be called. Why yeah. is it called K Town? I don't know. Maybe they're Korean. I watch it, too. I like all those things. I liked. Maybe um, they're in Kansas City. I liked that uh, Brett Michaels one, too. Rock of Love. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't get there. I like that. Tacy, did you like that one, or are you making fun of me? I'm too busy watching the, oh. the Nate, Nicole. Nicole. Nicole's <laughs> jamming a wooden cock in Nate's face. Uh, which is true. See, He's not I'm making feeling, that up. I'm feeling yeah. a little cornered over here. Now you know what it feels like to be me. Now you know what it feels like to be me. <laughs> wow, nothing to say to that. Yeah. All right, quick break. When we come back, a new game from Scott, the producer. And uh, what else do we have going on? Drunk of the Week. Yeah. And which means I have some Belgian candy sugar to give away, etc., etc. Et Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This month, More Beer wants you to meet Darren Schleth. I've been with More Beer for 15 years. More Beer partner and manager of the manufacturing shop. I've been home brewing for 15 years. I've been all grain brewing for one year. I took home one of the flat 10-gallon systems to do some more of the testing with what we do at the shop. Darren heads R&D for all of More Beer's great innovations. My favorite part about working at More Beer is designing and coming up with new products. Like our redesigned conicals with the pressurizable lid. Pretty excited about the way it turned out. So what five things are you going to put on sale for us this month, Darren? The five favorite things I like to brew with is uh, the Ultimate Conical. It has a little more cooling power. Beer Kit 2. Roland and I started with it. I like the fact that it has a carboy so you can see the ferment. The yeast harvester so you can collect your yeast for the next batch. Keg pressure engage to transfer beer keg to keg. And the glass scrubber to clean glasses a little bit easier. Get to know Darren this month at morebeer.com. Two years in the making, the best beer chef on planet Earth blows your mind and takes you on a food and beer journey like no other. Really fun recipe. It took that beer and made it into salt and pepper prawns, and then we marinated it in that beer, so it gave all the pepper flavors and also accentuated the sweetness of the prawns. From cooking Russian imperial-style truffles to amazing food and beer pairing. I made a simple ice cream base, and then with that base, I added in hops, a hop infusion in a 100-proof bottle. And use that as a vanilla extract. The home-brewed chef will make cooking fun again the way it should be done with beer. Why not make a beer that not only would go great with a dinner, but plan a whole dinner around it? 
barley wine prime rib, chocolate stout pudding, doppelbock wild mushroom gravy, garlic IPA brine pork, and that's barely the beginning. Cooking with the beer, pairing with the beer, taste it and just think about what this is going to be good with. Put some in a sauce, substitute some of your liquid, use beer. Tune in for the home-brewed chef only on the Brewing Network. What's up, dude? Why the long face? Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft subscription was a strikeout. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found PlayfulEvenings.com. What? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's, um... Central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Tickless Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to PlayfulEvenings.com and click on Shop Online now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. PlayfulEvenings.com. Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army. It's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedeshaf and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamel. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own, the how-to homebrew beer magazine. What's funny is Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. JP just lit Bevo on fire. <laughs> well, now, now, she, I hit her hand. That's on, on the video. Accident. We have that on video, you know. Well, you tried to block it. I didn't yeah. mean to hurt you. I'm sorry. That was violence. It's on. It's on the camera. You just punched her right in the knuckle. Don't tell her this, but she fucking deserved it. <laughs> right in the moose knuckle. Oh, all the way up there. Yes. My anatomy's all messed up. I don't even know what that is. Uh, you have to be a dude to have it, so don't worry. You don't have a moose knuckle. Yeah. Don't um, worry. Sorry, Bebo. You okay? Whatever. Are you all right? Sorry I lit you on fire. Yeah. You're Won't just so pretty again. that I just can't... <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep from punching you. But now that you have no lips on your face, we're right. breaking up. 
All right, now now go back to work, Bebo. Answer the goddamn phones. <laughs> All right, a couple things left to do. We've got some feedback to do today. We've got a homebrew that Tasty brought in yeah, a from listener, a listener. Uh-huh, yeah, Timmy uh, Rene from uh, O'Fallon, Illinois, sent in this uh, Belgian double. He um, Rene. Same wort, uh, two different yeasts. He used the uh, WLP 530, the uh, Abbey yeast, and he used the uh, White Labs WLP 575, the Belgian ale blend. That's the... Uh, Blend of multiple yeasts. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just basically uh, dark candy sugar from dark candy dark candy ink in there too. Exactly. Boobs. Oh, good. You know, we we it's been a long time since we've had a a beer made with the uh, dark candy. Yeah. You may, if you were at the national conference, you may, you may remember Tim. He won the uh, short course. Remember the guy that won the uh, class, the Siebel class. Oh yeah, that oh, Timmy. Cool. That was Timmy. 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 Timmy's a good guy. Yeah. Military guy. Looks like he can beat your ass. <laughs> Does this beer remind you of cleavage, Jay? It did. It instantly reminded me of boobs. Right, right in the beginning. <laughs> it's a really nice beer. Yeah, Very nice beer. I'm enjoying this beer a lot. Um, but I think the real uh, test in the room is whether or not Nicole is enjoying this beer a lot. Belgian beer, aficionado. Wow, no, no pressure. <laughs> what do you get out of it? Timmy, by the way, has a thick skin, Nicole, so you can tell him to suck <laughs> it if it's bad. I don't think he's listening, so... But he will. Right now. We just All want right. to know if it's better than Nate's. <laughs> <laughs> well, the double Nate made for me for my birthday was excellent. But. So the first one I tasted was the one with the Abby L yeast. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> We're friends. See how on we do things together. Yeah. yeah. So Did you read off all these ingredients, Tasty? Uh, no. You want me to kind of go with the recipe? Yeah, go for it. Just because uh, that way right. the folks at home can play well, along. Uh, for um, 14 gallons, he used uh, 21.3 pounds of Belgian Pilsner, 2 pounds of Munich, 1.2 pounds of Special B, pound of Belgian Aromatic, a pound of uh, German Cara Munich 3, and 1.5 and pounds of uh, Dark Candy Sugar. boy. That's what made this beer pop. Yeah. Dark Candy comes through for sure. Yeah, you can really totally. taste it in there. Mm-hmm. It's such a unique... That's one of those Very. kind of house flavor things, I think, from them that I really like. has a lot of character, that that uh, sugar. And I'll mm. try the other one with the Belgian ale blend. Hey, I'm doing that, too. Both from our friends over at White Labs. <laughs> Mike White's kid's coming out soon. Gladstone. Another week or two, little Gladstone White. Or Terrence the White, we're not sure which 005. one he's going to go with yet. Or 005. <laughs> we haven't. They still haven't decided. But uh, that's come, what we're going to call them anyway. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. How's old Double O Cinco? Ah, better than ah. better than Ocho. You know, right? Yeah, yeah I get it. Okay. Well, because you kind of draw an eight with two O's. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like that. Thank um, you, Nicole. <laughs> I kind of like the uh, Abbey East. It's got more character. I think the Belgian ale is a little drier. Yeah, it's not as interesting. And it, I think that it does. I think the candy sugar comes through more with the Abbey. Mm-hmm. The 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 Belgian ale blend has a little more bitterness to it instead. That's Belgian ale I mean. blend seems a little more medicinal to me mm. too. Mm. Like the alcohol quality has a little bit, a little less ester complexity, a little more medicinal. It reminds me of a lake. A lake. Well, oh. I would say that the Abbey ale definitely has a more in your face ester profile. There's kind of a bubblegummy note to it that stands out to me. Mm. It also kind of really enhances the the malt character, which I think is why we are all tasting the the candy sugar a little more in that beer. But for some reason, I'm actually more drawn towards the uh, blend in the sense that there's a uh, it's a little bit softer, right? Um, a little drier oh, and a bit drier. Yeah, mm. a little understated. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Abbey I get a uh, pork roast. 
reminds me of a beef roast or a pork makes me want to eat a pork roast. That's for sure. Look at the vegetarian <laughs> go. I like it. That'd be a great. That would be a fantastic there. pairing. I just ordered you a meat lovers pizza, by the way, for, <laughs> for after the show. Double stack. Yeah. Well, like like I said, it's all about that flavor memory earlier. I'm thinking about my mom's pork roast, which obviously before I was vegetarian was one of my favorite meals that she would make. Ah. And oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> when did you quit eating meat? I was I was hardcore vegetarian for about six years, and even now my diet's probably about ninety five percent veggie. Okay, I just um, I, I do enjoy meat, but I try to eat it, uh, you know, Sparingly. for special occasions, uh, occasionally. Like Mondays, when I, and when I'm really going to enjoy it. Okay, so. what was the reason that you stopped eating meat? Well, just working in the in the food and beverage industry, you know, you hear of all these restaurants opening, you want to try things out, and you know, it 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 became a it became an issue of like I really felt like I was missing out, and when I started to feel like I was missing out, I, I decided it well, it's not worth having that feeling. So now I don't feel like I'm missing out, but I still have a diet that I think <coughs> is. Uh, Good to my body and good to the earth. I am a hippie. I'm lying to myself. Yeah. I'm, such a, I'm hate, such a hippie. You end up being what you hate the most. <laughs> and we all look at, know. Luke, look at Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yep. He ended up becoming the thing you hated the most. It's true. But and you he, know she you has know. a drawer full of patchouli. Oh, yeah. That I do not. <laughs> you just moved into the new place, Nate. Did you yeah. find her patchouli staff? Oh, yeah. Stash? It's right there. Oh, I, it's, right oh, yeah. there. it's right For there. For the Just record, kidding. I did used to wear perfume oils, but never patchouli. Always Egyptian musk. Mm. And even now, stripper. Even now, <laughs> when, Sorry, I, memory when I smell when I smell Egyptian musk, it makes me want to punch people now because it's just too intense. Egyptian, you always would just want to be smelled like you were groped by a sweaty Egyptian man. <laughs> <laughs> Dead mummy musk. I don't know what it is. Decided that patchouli is the signature scent of women in Berkeley. Oh, well, that's true. Pretty Just much. Decided that? Which is why it makes you so angry every time you go yeah. there. Yeah, I hate it. Well, that and it's cheaper than deodorant. Right. So, that's yeah, it's that. always patchouli and funk. Yeah, that's why you want to punch people when you're there, Bebo, I think. I work there. <laughs> now, is the... Every, uh, every day. <laughs> the kind of medicinal qualities that you picked up out of the Belgian ale blend, Nate, is yes. that a flaw in this beer, or is it just a characteristic? It's a characteristic. It pushes it for me personally, but I wouldn't say it's... It flawed the beer and made mm-hmm. it to the point where it didn't belong, but it has a little bit more of that than the other one by comparison. Okay. I mean, yeah. How'd you get this beer, Tasty? You sent it to you? Yeah, he sent it to me. It's really Thanks, nice, Timmy. Really nice beer. Yeah. Yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, they're both well made. Beautiful. All right. Appreciate the sending the beer, letting us taste it on the air. We do have a Drunk of the Week phone call. We could go to Sean from Illinois on the line. Sean, what's happening, brother? Not much, man. Just been drinking. <laughs> oh yeah, good way. My to mom s- on that treadmill too. Good way to spend a Sunday. Tasty's been drinking all day. Also. All day. Yeah, yeah. Went to a picnic today. He looks right? like he's in a coma, man. I think he is. He's in a beer coma. Yeah. He went to the <laughs> what was it? The Doe's. Yeah, we had a uh, three club uh, meetup. The uh, trifecta. Must oh, have had eighty home brewers there, or so mm-hmm. it's nice. That sounds like it went to eleven. All right, Sean. What have you had to drink today? Uh, let's see. I've had. Uh... Two Ska ESB Special Eels, um, a Modus Hopperende, um, Samuel is. Adams Cranberry Lambic, a Ska Brewery uh, True Blondale, a uh, St. Bernardus App oh. 12. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's and uh, two Sierra Nevada Torpedoes. Wow. Well that's done. pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty long <laughs> list. When did you start today? Uh, about when the show started. <laughs> Gee, Damn. Nice. I'm not feel. I'm feeling no pain. <laughs> wow. I would have cut you off. 
Did you have a bad day or just looking <laughs> to have a good time? Oh, she did. <laughs> you wife tried to, and then you set I'm her not, on fire. I'm not working tomorrow, so it's like I could just go ahead and just have some beers. Just waste your oh. whole day. That's what you have the separate beer fridge for. You can't cut you off from that one. That's right. It's also where you work on the left hook. Yeah, and then you say well, something because, like, you know, "You're I not the boss upstairs, of me." I come upstairs, I grab a beer. She's like, you know, she keeps, you know, I'm dry. every time I come up, I grab a beer. You're like, yeah. are you sure about that? <laughs> I, you know what? To me, that's the worst ones where where you get the question like, uh, "Do you really need another beer?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you really need yeah. to ask a question that you know the answer to? Idiot. <laughs> idiot. If you add idiot, the it works every time. No. I mean, let me <laughs> just but say drink this. One anyway. <laughs> let me just say this right now, ladies. Don't do that. If you have something on your mind, go ahead and just say it. Yeah. Say to Sean here. I don't think you should have another beer. And then at least he knows how to respond. He Impossible, could say, for example, you know. fuck off. Uh, <laughs> or he could say, you know what, sweetheart, I appreciate your whatever and I won't. But to do the whole... Passive like, aggressive. To do the, do you really need to have another beer? Just don't. That's how, the, that's how girls date passive aggressive. <laughs> Scott, that's how all like, women do it. Yet? All women, yes. <laughs> yes, every single one. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's that it, you will help yourself and your relationship if you don't do the whole yeah. question thing. That is all. <laughs> that is the end of my public service announcement Thanks for, for that. Gentlemen, you're welcome. Well, that is very true. And, and, and also, if you're married yeah. at this point, that is the dumbest question you can ever ask. If you're maybe still dating and trying to figure that out, then maybe you don't know. Maybe he really needs another beer. Maybe you can have it. that conversation. That's fine initially. But at the point where you get married, right. that's a retarded question. Sean, ask. how long have you been married now? 12 years. Mm-hmm. See, she should know better. And you should yell it at her at the top of your lungs next time. Nate, I will s- Nate's asked me that question a couple no, times. No, no, no. I didn't give a chance. Uh, you. Total Nate, chick. Total you, chick. You are the chick in the relationship. Especially with that new haircut yeah. now. In that I'm not sure opener. what that means. <laughs> uh, Sean, I will give. I will I'm send really you. I'm not sure what that means. Justin. Oh, she just she totally just stole my uh, wiener opener and put it on. She likes it. Don't know. She might be. Uh... Sean, I will send you extra Belgian candy sugar <laughs> if you go light your wife on fire. <laughs> wow! Oh, no. Imagine that, Sean. Two whole pounds. Yes, I'll send you two pounds of <laughs> yeah. for can, a wife. You can eat it while you're in jail, and maybe uh, you can make some toilet wine. Right. <laughs> you can drizzle that candy sugar over as she's burning. And enjoy the caramelized candy sugar. <laughs> All right. Please, no, apo- can't do that. please apologize to your wife on my wow, behalf. Wow, I hope if she's, she's not listening. listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean, you sound like you got a pretty mean resume there, so you are now on the list for Drunk of the Week, my brother. Got a boy. All right, sweet, man. Thanks for listening. We didn't ask him if he had any visions while he was tasting his beer. Oh, hey, Sean, are you still there? Yeah. Have you had any visions tonight <laughs> while tasting your beer? Nicole wants to know. No, just, just you know, hot plants dancing through my head, you know? There you go. That's, uh, good. that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Good enough. All right, brother, thanks. Justin, we should cut some PSAs to air in between commercials. Hi, I'm Justin Crossley from the Brewcast. You know, I kid around a lot on the radio, but uh, telling your wife she's a cunt is no laughing matter. Stuff like that, like real PSAs. It might be a good idea. Probably true. (laughs) Setting your wife on fire is not a good idea. And cut out every other part of the show and send that to your lawyer. Just that little part. See? If you've ever had these sort of thoughts, you might want to seek help. Yeah. If you've been listening to Eminem lately and are having visions of tying your wife to the bed and lighting her on fire, (laughs) listen to this. That's Eminem's problem. Yeah. Woo! All right. I need to get this out of my system. Someone's getting lit on fire. (laughs) Terrence is here. It's going to go on for weeks. (laughs) 
You're going to Burning Man soon enough. You can oh. light a huge thing on fire. Every Good time point. Terrence point. comes Thank in you. the room, you send him out. <laughs> we I always have to thank Terrence for coming in the room and allowing me to be a racist for five minutes. <laughs> Every week. All right, thanks, Terrence. You can go home now. Yeah, it's always like that. <laughs> Poor guy. Just came to say hi, man. All right, uh, 888-401-BEER-FOR-DRUNK-OF-THE-WEEK. And um, you can also join Bevo in the chat room. We're going to play a game here in just a minute. Scott's going to get it ready. Um, let's see. How many? Uh, somebody count for me. How many people are in the room besides Bevo? <laughs> Seven. Six. Oh, thank you. Um, no, Five. So, yeah, well, I'm not going to play. Counting so you or not counting you? Six. So what we need this is, is complicated. Bevo, what we need from the chat room is um, five names. So people in chat, call out who you want uh, to play for you because we're the contestants in here, the brewcasters. So for example, if you want JP to play for you, you would be the first one right now to say JP. There's six of us. Um, Oh, but without... there's only five of us playing. Yeah, I'm not. Or Tasty. So, so, Bevo, you're just writing down the names of the first people to say our names, and that's who we're uh, playing for. Got it? Okay. And uh, I hope I play for someone cool. You need to give a, a, just find a pen for Bevo somewhere, it. please. I I my it. name is Cockpopper, by the way. What? <laughs> Cockpopper. There we go. <laughs> is, wow. that your new, is that your new forum name? <laughs> Cockpopper. <think> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cockpopper. <laughs> Everyone loves those. Everyone loves a cock popper. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> Where are you dancing we're, at we're later doing tonight? A PSA cock right now. Yeah. I know I do. <laughs> a cock popper. I used to get those from the ice cream man when I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> cock poppers? Uh huh. I think wow. those are. Coming those, to the back of my truck. Sounds like something the priest would be giving you. <laughs> aren't those just called amyl nitrates? I got something juicy. <laughs> I like this segment with yeah, Nicole. Me too. <laughs> something happened during the break. Did she? Yeah, it was called she booze. slammed a few beers or something. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. She found the cock popper. <laughs> All right, I need to do feedback. Oh my god! You've got mail. <laughs> Feedback's brought to you today by HopTech in Dublin. You can go to HopTech.com right. and check it out. And uh, they're a great uh, homebrew shop that's been yes. around since the '80s, even. I think so. Yeah, They've been around longer. My than... first kit came from there. Oh, is that right? Yep. Ah, there's good people there. They've been around since Back to the Future, so check it out, hoptech.com. All right. Some interesting stuff in the feedback today. Uh, the BN got listed in somebody's wedding vows. What? <laughs> yes, another what? level of BN infiltration. <laughs> do we have audio? Uh, we, we I did, Unfortunately, no oh. audio, but that would be wonderful. Um, our good friend Chris, uh, who I believe is from Austin, if I remember correctly, just got married, and uh, he sent us this note. He says, Hey, Justin, I just wanted to let you know about the role you play in my marriage. Um, <laughs> my wife and I got engaged in Santa Rosa last year, the week before NHC, and got married yesterday at our homebrew club's annual picnic. Um, this was a civil wedding, so they're still having the wedding for the family in November. Uh, but the session got a mention in the poem that she read to me oh, during the wedding. Wow. I have the whole poem here. Shall I read it? Yeah, please. Read it. Read it um, in a nice Read it voice. lovingly in a wonderful smoothie drinking voice. <laughs> Shall we have some um, <laughs> sexier music to yeah. play? Then I'll... I want a smoothie while you read it. <laughs> I can't make the smoothie now. Aww. Just gonna stop. Is that sexy enough? Well, that's all yes. right because I'm, gonna, I'm like helping their marriage here. I love you, Chris. And your beer. Should I do it in my man's voice or a chick voice? Chick in your voice. man's voice. But, chick voice. But, chick but voice. Say JP instead of Chris. A breathy chick voice? <laughs> no. Yes. 
Breathy. You'd like me to change every Chris for JP? Yeah. Okay. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell All you right. what it feels like. I love you, Chris. <laughs> JP. Oh. And your beer. I love you and the beer you make. Your patience and the time you take. Out in the garage, sweaty and hot. Blasting the session. Rat tat tat and whatnot. <laughs> you always have something I like on tap. You know I'm a cloudy wheat beer sap. And when I'm feeling a little bit blue, you're there with a dirty martini or two. But your brewing represents so much more. The characteristics I've grown to adore. Your dedication to giving your all. Observing the detail. Justin, wake up, buddy. Hey, we're doing a radio show. Let's go. Knowing perfection is not the goal, but the journey that truly feeds the soul. I wrote that line for you. (laughs) Although ribbons and medals are shiny and new, you always return to the tried and true. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. So, JP, I tell you what. What? Sometimes the beer mess is a pain in the butt. Oh, you know what? That's not nice. But I toast your commitment. I toast our new life. Oh, great. I toast the rest of our days as husband and wife. Oh, you know, that's a little weird. I'm kind of over this now. That was it. Is oh. there um, a real knife in the studio that I can actually cut myself with and not just pretend to? Was it too sappy for you? Oh or was my it? gosh, really? What were what were yours and Sam vows like? We did traditional vows. You did? Yeah. Like, well, this was the whole bless my wiener, vows. Jesus, <laughs> because it's about to enter the sanctity yeah. of Bebo for the, for the first time. Thank you, Lord, for helping, for fu- letting me find Beverly so she can help her vagina can get help me get the poison out of my balls. <laughs> Thank oh my God. <laughs> Thank wow. you. This is terrible. Thank you, baby Jesus, for yeah. not having Bevo succumb to the temptation of that black guy she used to date. <laughs> for, as we know, the devil does take many forms, whether it's a Twilight video or a big black guy. <laughs> He's not a big black guy. You may kiss the bride. Was oh this how my god! Is that what you meant by traditional? You were at my wedding, stupid. Oh. Here's your names. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, Chris and uh, Mrs. Chris, congratulations uh, getting married, and thank you for putting us in the vows. That's uh, a first here at the BN. So yeah, really, you know. right? And thank you for letting us butcher them as well. <laughs> Lovingly. All right, let's see what else do I have here. Hey, Justin, was listening to last week's show via podcast and heard you talking about your broken tooth. Oh, I found myself laughing out loud. Um, not no. because I revel in the misfortune of others, but because it was a relief to know I'm not the only one that shit like that happens to. <laughs> after a recent... You- <laughs> after a recent... <laughs> Nicole, drunk of the week? Pneumonia or something. <laughs> after a recent University gotcha. of Arkansas football game, I was challenged to a foot race to the tailgate back by a buddy. Oh, that sounds good. So already I read this line during the week and just started cringing instantly <laughs> like the drunken oh foot race between guys who Face haven't plant. Yeah. you know they haven't run in 15 years. Hey bro, I'll race you to the tailgate. Yeah. You got it. Let's go. He went right, I went left and about 10 strides into my sprint I hit a curb and did a face plant into the ground. Oh. I apparently suffered a slight concussion because when I tried to get back up, I saw little birdies and did a second face plant into the ground. Wow. Curved himself. I staggered to my feet and immediately my tongue felt the Grand Canyon-sized hole where my two front teeth used oh, to be. God. Oh, God. 
ruthless. And he actually, I guess he still had his teeth, but um, there was about a quarter inch to a third of an inch, uh, or, like, or a quarter to a third of each tooth missing. Yeah, like just a, a he could fit a cigar through it. He sent me a picture. What? Oh my god! And um, he said yes, like alcohol ritual. was involved. What? Uh, yeah. So now he has veneers that fixed it. So yeah. Anyway, he says, enjoy the show. Interview with Sierra Nevada guy was top notch. Happy brewing from Brian in Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas. I think. Yeah, well, Arkansas. That was a great North interview. Carolina? Steve was a really interesting guy. Steve was good, right? He's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed last week. Uh, let's see. Hello. Hi. I just found the site and appreciate what it is doing. Great. I have two points. First, I want to donate to the network, but the only way to do so is via PayPal, which I have an account with, but it's been inactive for ages. PayPal sucks. I currently live in... Shut up, Nicole. (laughs) PayPal is wonderful and pays our bills. Oh, PayPal's awesome. (laughs) It allows you to be here tonight. Uh, But, let's see. um, I currently live in Europe, but my credit card is in the U.S. Into your fucking life story here. Uh, I'm six foot two. It's caused problems for PayPal. Uh, is there another way to donate? Here's the short uh, feedback. Is there another way to donate via credit card uh, via uh, without PayPal? No. Money uh, order. You can send a check. Yeah, yeah. send yeah. a check. Or a money order. Money order. Right. Or cash. Yeah. Address that to Beverly Barry. Yeah. And then we will never get it. <laughs> right. So, yeah, sorry. PayPal makes it easy, and it's really PayPal the only way so to... PayPal is so amazing. Uh, <laughs> I love it. See? The new spokeswoman of uh, PayPal. Spokesperson, I should say. I don't want to be a showman. It makes it so easy to pay for everything. <laughs> She's still in the running for the Paxton show. I love her. Uh, second, I tried to look through the FAQs, which we don't have. Uh, but I would like to download a lot of the archive to listen to when I'm driving with an iPod. Is there an easy way to do this? Um, I'd go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast there. I think that's the easiest way to download multiple yeah. shows. Because it'll even say, like, do you want to... Get back, all. The you can click get yeah. all. Yeah. Right, right. So use iTunes with your iPod and subscribe to the podcast. The address for that is right there on the session page. So you'll find it. <laughs> uh... You'll I'd, figure it out. Now, here's another one from Sean. I just recently uh, got turned on Ooh. to the Sunday session. Oh. A lot like Nicole. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, from what I've heard from other feedback, I'm supposed to say something along the lines of, fuck you, JP. No. I don't think that. I think it's suck it, JP. Suck it, yeah. But he yeah. says, fuck you, JP. That's not really nice, Dad. I really don't appreciate it. He says nothing personal. <laughs> I'm just following protocol. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Me too. I absolutely love the interview with Steve Dressler from Sierra. I lived in Chico for three years, and like others, my first craft craft brew, and still one of my favorites, was the Sierra Pale Ale. While living living in Chico, I had the pleasure of tasting quite a few of the brews. And Coen. Et cetera, et cetera. My family, uh, let's see, while Steve was talking about 16 beers on tap of the brewery, I couldn't help but think of one of the last times I was there. My family was eating at the restaurant to celebrate my birthday. And while we were waiting, I went to the bar to order a few pints for myself and some others. And there were a couple guys ahead of me. And when the bartender asked them what they'd have, one of them says, I'll take a Coors Light. Oof. Wow. At the Sierra Nevada Brewery. I'm totally going to do that if ah. you ever go there. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> the bartender stared at the dude incredulously, as if he had just said, I uh, sent my kids off to Michael Jackson's place for the weekend. <laughs> Got in a Michael Jackson joke. He's a good beer writer. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, his friend looked at him, called him a fucking idiot, and ordered him a Blondale. They took their beers, paid, and walked away. When the bartender came to me, I was still dumbfounded, and I asked him, what kind of fucktard comes to a brewery and orders someone else's shitty beer? He simply nodded in the dude's direction and said, 
that kind. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that's from Sean. Thank you for the story, Sean. And it was a good show. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, so I got this email about Scott uh, oh. uh, this week. And it's funny because I got... Um, Scott's doing a very good job. I got, Signed his mother. Well, I got two emails from him. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's not hate mail. Well, oh. I got two different emails from the same person. Uh-oh. One when he was drinking... <laughs> And one when he had sobered up about two days later. I don't, I don't know which one is going to be good and which one's going to be bad. It could go either way. <laughs> could it really, though? Here we go. This is from um, Colin. Come in. Colonial foot, sh- foot soldier in the, in the chat or forum or whatever. I don't think the new producer, Scott, takes very good record of the chat comments. I'm Ooh. sure there's a lot coming at him, but I just heard him say that no one guessed Tasty's drink count of four. I sent him a private message guessing four beers. Tasty didn't have four beers. And he even responded as noted. I may have a good buzz on, but I know what I guess. So suck it, Scott the producer, mm-hmm. and suck it, Bevo, for not being there to take proper records last week. Whatever. Yeah. From the colonial yeah. foot soldier. She knows that she wouldn't have done a good job. Scott, were you not paying proper attention to our listeners in the chat room last week? Uh, I, I was. It's him. Was that, that was the drunk one, right? <laughs> this was the Clearly. drunk one. Yeah. Right, because he must have followed up later with, oh, I'm a retard because Tasty, in fact, had two beers, not four. All right, let's see what his second email says. Here we go. Well, I would like to retract my email from last night. <laughs> my drunk ass heard they say the lowest guess was four, and I misheard it as he had four beers. Looks like I'm the one who needs to suck it this time. Yeah. Again. Cheers from Colonial Foot Soldier. Well, you're forgiven. Nicole's jabbing at him through the camera right now. With the, with He's the also weird. in the chat this evening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I took, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a detail-oriented fella. I yeah. took note of everyone's uh, guesses. Everyone was just wrong. Okay. I just, I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. And so are they. Just want you to know. All right, that's it for feedback. Feedback was brought to you today by HopTech. You can go to HopTech.com or visit them in lovely Dublin, California. Yes. And you can go check out their showroom and, and buy stuff and do things to support them for supporting us. But don't blink or new, you will drive through Dublin. Yeah, Dublin's small. Yeah. Brand new sponsor, HopTech. So yep. give them some uh, support and Just love. Uh, All right, I've got another uh, Drunk of the Week phone call, it looks like. Um, Thief from uh, Orange County, California. Thief, what's happening? Hey there. How are you, brother? Uh, I'm doing good. I tried to call last week, but unfortunately, I passed out before I could actually make it. Wow. <laughs> so two weeks in a row, Drunk of the Week for you. So I, I'm trying for it. All right. What's, uh, uh, what have you had? Week, this week I started at TAPS in uh, Brea, California. Uh, I started there, had a Belgian white, had the Mischief, which is a uh, copy of the Mischief from the brewery, uh, which is a uh, 7.9% Belgian ale. All right. Had two IP, two of their IPAs. Okay. And one, one of their Imperial Stouts. Oh, and then I had some Sierra uh, Sierra Nevada celebration, and I had a bomber of the Green Flash Double Stout IPA oh. or Double Stout uh, uh, beer uh, ale. Yeah. People are going for yeah. it today. <laughs> Was this I'm like trying. two years ago, though? And, and then I tried for the uh, the Stone RIS Russian Imperial Stout. Ten point five percent. Wow. 
and uh, Yule Smith from Ale Smith. Will Smith? Bummer. Yeah, the Bummer new Ale Smith that. beer. Yeah. It's called the Fresh Prince of Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thief, how old are you, if I may ask? Uh, I'm 42. And how much do you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a little over 200 pounds. Fatty. And are you four foot tall? He's 4'11". <laughs> He's four. <laughs> How tall are you, Thief? I'm 6'2". I'm okay. I'm, just, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just That's a lot of high alcohol beer, yeah, you is. bad man. And Where did you get uh, been, Celebration? Been brewing, been, I've been brewing for several years, and um, I'm actually, I, I judge beer, beer competitions, and... Uh, People are amazed at the amount of beer I can drink. Do you have a wife? You have to be a pretty big guy to drink all that Ew. beer. <laughs> that was Nicole's impersonation of Thief, by the way. Uh, you, I'm you, jealous. That's all. I'm just jealous. I'm sorry. Did you say you do have a wife, Thief? I do have a wife. She's right. She's here. Would you be willing to set her on fire to win Drunk of the Week? Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. No, at least flick, uh, at least flick a match at her. <laughs> yeah, guess not. I've got friends the amount of beer I can drink, and um, uh, I actually last week I was very disappointed, and I had friends making fun of me for the fact that I actually passed out before I made it. But I actually drank a full growler. Of an eleven percent beer. Wow! I couldn't imagine you ever get made fun of. That was my start. That was my start. It was uh. the tap. The tap. Thomas Jefferson. It's it's a all right. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Uh, thief, you're definitely thief. You are in the running for uh, drunk of the week, and and really with an impressive resume. Yeah, yes. very good. That's so, super. Uh, that's a hard working liver. Yeah. You, got yeah. a good you liver. must have a hollow leg. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But that that celebration nail, where do you? That is, it's, it's not even old, out yet. It so old it's got to be a year old, right? Yeah, it's or an old least. one. I wonder how it tasted. So people collect them. Uh, that's when you want to age. <laughs> so I'm tallying beers, by the way. I haven't been writing down all the names of them or anything. But Sean had eight beers, yeah. um, according to my tally, and Thief had nine. Although one of them was a bomber, and uh, a lot of them were pretty high alcohol. So he's got a better. Slur resistance than I do. That guy, he was sounding pretty good. Who thief? Even though, yeah, even though you really? could tell he was. Uh, I didn't. Did you find him slurry? A little. I think he merges words a couple times. You know, I people think are. He was the but kind of guy that talks at one speed all the time. I think when he's sober, he sounds like Mufasa. So you'll get an idea. <laughs> right. <how drunk> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> that might be true. Tasty. All the beers at Tabs are, are uh, carbonated with uh, helium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 888-401-BEER if you want to participate in Drug of the Week. In the meantime, uh, we're going to play uh, Scott the Jew's new uh, beer game for us. It's called Can the Casters Guess the Brew? Okay. Mm-hmm. Please explain to the brewcasters how this works. I'm going to read uh, a description of a uh, it's a specific type, not just a type of beer, but from a certain brewery and a certain... And uh, you're going to have to buzz in with your name. So, for example, Justin, if you know it, then you buzz in by saying, Justin, Okay. first person to buzz in with their name. Gets to guess the first person to three. We're talking about beer styles or specific beers? Specific beer. Made by a specific brewery. Correct. So wow. do we just guess the brewery or but 
We no, have, you got to guess the the beer. Uh, the, the beer. Yeah, okay. you got to guess the beer. The name and of the beer. so you're just going to keep reading the description until somebody until someone buzzes, buzzes in. in. And if you buzz in and you're wrong, I will just continue reading the description. So it's the name yes, of sir. the beer. Okay. The 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 yes the beer. Okay. The beer. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right, Terrence, uh, please help uh, Scott decide who buzzed in first. Yes. So when you hear the names out, so that there's no yeah. confusion. Yeah. And just hey, who Terrence, am I playing for man. today? Okay, Ooh. let's do that. Uh, oh, by the way, how do by we know? Way, just, just pointing that out for no reason. How do we know when we've won? What, what first, is, first to three. First, first to, to get, get three, three correct. right. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, JP is yeah. playing for Blowbev. 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 Is that right, Beef? No. Blobber. Oh, Blobber. Oh, Blobber. It's a lot like Blowbev. It is. I miss him. That says Blowbev. I have kind of crappy handwriting. All right. All right, Mr. High Quality Microphone himself. Nate is playing for Death Rider. Death Rider. Yeah. Nicole is playing for Spelt. Isn't that Paul Brown? Spelt. Uh, that's Death Rider, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Nicole's playing it's for Paul. Spelt. Uh, I am playing hey, for Stink Fist. Oh. The old Stink Fist, yeah. which is a lot more intense than the Stink Finger, by the way. Well, it's four more. Yeah. Intense. On the intensity ring. Tasty, you Gross. are playing for Evan Burke. Oh, sure. Yeah, Evan out there. And who's also getting married soon or yeah, just got married. I wonder if we'll make his vows. Ooh. Sucker. Because right now, Chris just went to our favorite listener list because we yep. made the wedding vows. No, I like Evan more. He lives in Washington. Who's That's Evan? where Forks is. Who's Evan Moore? So much closer. <laughs> okay. So you're going to list off. You're just going to start reading descriptions. Uh, yep. First one above it. So you buzz in with your name. Nicole, practice now. Nicole. Perfect. There you go. She's got it. She does got it. All right. All right. Here we go. It's their brewmaster's interpretation of a Belgian-style strong golden ale. Justin. Uh, Damnation. Got it. From Russian River. Wow. Yeah! Nice one. The what is wrong with you? That's what the first thing that popped into my head, too. But well, you didn't say Nicole. God damn Who's it. Who's tallying my points? Me? You got a pen you, in your you hand. You don't want me to do this. I will okay. lose count. I'll, I'll do it. Oh, you. You're going to be... You can't. You're doing that. I can't either. Yeah. Tasty. I'll, I'll do it. All right. But Tasty's taste. competing. He's going to rig the scores. <laughs> Nicole doesn't trust Tasty. <laughs> Tasty's he's gonna, got the most trustworthy face I'm in the room, get, and Nicole's uh, like, I'm gonna get fuck zero. that guy. He's, he's going he's gonna to look up and go, oh, I won. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was quick. Let's see if uh, you yeah, can do I it that quick that. for the second one. Available from August through October only. It's a darker version of a traditional Bavarian wheat beer. Dark amber brown in color, this brew is coarse filtered, leaving a notable haze and offering a dense white rocky head. JP... Yes. Um, is it the Dunkel Weizen from Gordon Beers? It's from Sam Adams, but I'm giving it to you. Okay. Dunkel Weizen. <gasps> oh, right. I, you're going to no, uh, We only had to name the beer. Yeah, you, only had, oh. it's, you see, you screwed yourself because you only you, had to say Dunkel Weizen. I thought you said you had to name the brewery. Beer. That was what you said earlier. Right, no, no, because right. Justin just said Damnation, and I came in with the yes from Russian River. All right, oh. we'll give it to him. We'll give it I think to we should give it to him. I would have ran sooner if I knew I didn't have to name the brewery. He's running the game. Let him decide. Is she on our list? for Junk of the Week? Uh, yeah. She needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It uh, features... Justin Bovitu. You did Yeah, it's Yeah, that's what Nicole just satellite to me. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Uh, it features distinct notes of chocolate, espresso, rolled, sorry, roasted malt, and uh, black barley. It is robust and full with a big roasted finish. It's as black as the nearby volcanic flow from which it gets its name. Oh. Justin... Nicole. 
Okay. Justin's, he, he got oh! you. Right? Justin was first, first right? Yeah. Barely. Is, oh, well, it's... Nicole, 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 Nicole. Is it, it Coconut Porter from Maui Brewing Company? Incorrect. Uh, it, it is six point... Black, uh, Blackbeard yeah. Porter. No, it is not Blackbeard oh! Porter. Oh, can we buzz in twice? I don't know. Okay, carry no. on. No, well, that's Maybe if nobody, if everybody buzzes in and gets it wrong, then we can come back. Can you yeah. say it again? Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I said it features distinct notes of chocolate, espresso, roasted malt, and black barley. It is roasted. robust and full with a big roasted finish. JP? It's, yep. A um, coffee stout? Uh, no. It's, I, I, mean, I just went no. for the long shot of maybe they named it whatever the fuck it was. I, I figured that you'd get it from it's as black as the nearby volcanic flow from which it gets its name. So we're, we're it's retarded. from Kona, but I not don't know the brewery. It's not from Kona. No, oh, it sounds not? like it's somebody no. else. Oh, yeah. It seems like it should be with the right. volcano, oh. but no, it's not. All right, I, no one's going to get that one. That's my description. So uh, I guess we can move on to a different one. Well, yeah. you're going to tell us what it is. Okay, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Obsidian Stout from Deschutes. So you got, oh, the, yeah. you got, the, you got the brewery, right? But not the, uh, not the beer. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see. Brewed in Texas. This Evo, you can play with me. You're How on my JP's team. How did JP's count? Mine didn't count. <laughs> you just said I could play with you. Because yeah. you didn't, uh, you guessed the wrong beer. Aww. So chime in if you know it. Uh, yeah, that's gonna okay. happen. Okay, brewed in Texas. This festive Martzen-style seasonal has a deep amber color and slightly toasted flavor. The initial rich malty Nicole. aroma. Yes. Shinerbach. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Oh, I mean, it's close. Nate, oh. she's yeah. gonna light you Shiner on fire Fest. if you don't give it to her. Uh, yeah, it's Shiner Oktoberfest from Spetzel. Oh, Nate got it closer. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're getting your ass kicked later, Nate. I'm so fucked. <laughs> you're getting that. Uh, Hopefully, you're getting that nice bottle opener right Nate's, up your Nate's, ass later. It's gonna be my yeah. stuff. I got the bottle opener. Shove it up your ass. <laughs> All right. I just want to point out we have a three way right now. Yeah, we do. JP, Shove it up, Nate's ass. Myself and Nate are all tied. One each. Okay. A classic all malt pre prohibition style Shove lager. Your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I, sorry. Uh, classic all malt pre prohibition style lager. It comes in a stubby 11 ounce bottle like your grandma Justin, used to buy. Cool. Yes. It is uh, Session from Full Sail. Got it. Oh. Yeah. Session lager. <laughs> JP, you should have known that I, one. Well, I did, but I'm like, is it pre prohibition? I didn't even know that it was a. CAP. I only knew that because I just read the sign they have at, one, at the local liquor store, that one of the promotional yeah. signs. Oh, that's, that's weird. They, that's the stubby fucking Scott thing. just did too. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, Justin gets one more and he wins. So you guys better make sure you buzz in before he Damn does. Damn it! Whatever. We I hate even have, Justin. We don't even have buzzers. So do I. Its signature copper color results from the unique blend of specialty <clears throat> roasted malts. The pronounced citrus floral hop aroma comes from the liberal amounts of Galena, Cascade, and Mount Hood hops added to each brew. A crisp, refreshing Hawaiian-style beer. Hmm. Hmm. Five point nine percent. Hawaiian-style beer. Uh, Justin. JP, uh, you, you let Justin beat you again. Yeah. All right, Justin wins if he gets this right. Beats me a lot. I'm going back to Maui Brewing Company with their IPA, their Wipeout IPA, whatever the fuck it's called, Longboard, something with the IPA. Nope. JP. No. Yep. JP, uh, is it uh, the Pale Ale from Kona Brewing Company? That's correct. Fire Rock Pale Ale from Kona. Fire oh, the Fire Rock. See, just my look, my well, like, done, I Jipper. totally got it. You did. You just looked at me like, I'm an asshole, yeah. and you just got that. Yeah. All right. All right. You got two now, Jibber? I got three. Got, I win. Well, you have two. Mm-hmm. Oh. Damn it. This smooth, sweet, dry ale is somewhere between wine and mead. Sweet and dry? Yes. <laughs> sweet, dry ale. Somewhere between wine and mead. This recipe is the oldest known fermented beverage in Nicole. the world. Yeah. Uh, Midas Touch from Dogfish. Correct. Oh, yeah! Nicole nice comes in not to be uh, shut out like Tasty. Like Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Tasty's keeping score. I read him slower then. 
In Tasty's defense, he's a true home brewer. He sticks to the home brew right. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask me a homebrew question. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. brewed with tons of pale malt and just enough caramel malt to provide a sweet malt body to balance the hop intensity. That's every beer. Brewed in Boston with copious amounts of... JP. Yeah. Is it uh, Sam Adams Boston Lager? No. Damn it. Brewed in Boston with copious amounts of Chinook, Centennial, Simcoe, and Amarillo hops. Amarillo? Rillo. Is it Rillo? Yeah. Right, I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Nobody knows. But I, for I, sure. I didn't. I it's didn't one anyway. of those things. Uh, at various points during the boil to create a compact, complex hop flavor and a clean, lingering, bitter finish, it's 10%. Man, I think I know the brewery, but I don't know the beer. I'm not helping well, you. Well, there's a penalty for guessing. Tasty. tasty. Yeah, tasty. Uh, Cambridge IPA. No, sir. Mm. It is an IPA, but not the right one. Nate, ship you up. Can't give a fucking clue. Harpoon IPA. That's from Maine. Uh, let's see. No, I you, believe that's from Boston. Isn't it? Yeah, Harp- he's right. It's yeah. Leventhian uh, oh, Imperial so IPA wrong. by Harpoon. You, no, can't give, right. you can't give clues? What? You can't give this clues? This is my game. I can do whatever this I want. retarded. <laughs> <laughs> do we now have a three-way again? Is it 2-2-2? Two, two, two? Two, 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 two. Nicole's only got the one, though, right? Yeah. Get one more, Nicole. Make it. I think we should all take it. Make it a three-way. This is an aggressive beer. You probably won't like it. JP was JP. Arrogant bastard. JP was first. Arrogant bastard is first. JP's the winner. That was a gimme. You may all praise me now. Let's go around the room and give JP compliments on his wiener side. I thought Justin had that game all wrapped up. Oh, I knew that one too, but JP finally woke up and was quick on the You guys all buzzed in at basically the same time. Justin doesn't wrap anything up, you know what I'm saying? Shit. <laughs> All right, JP wins. Who who was uh, who was the the person from the chat room? That was your who uh, were you playing Blobbev. for? Blobber, Bleeby, Blooby, Oh, he's going to call in with his microphone again. Yes, uh, Blobber. All right, that's Cam the Caster's guess the brew. I like it. There should be another. There should be two facets of winning, though. One is that a listener gets to win. Uh, in this case, some Belgian candy sugar, courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. But also, we all should have to do something toward the winner. Like JP was saying, we you know we have to uh, we have to praise him. Right. Or there okay. should be a punishment yes. right. for the rest of the group. I'm not doing anything right. for JP. <laughs> oh. Even if it involves just being quiet, I mean, I mean, rub I'll, his belly. I'll I'll, I'll, like, I'll like hang out with him for five minutes next rub time I belly. see him. Touch the belly. Go rub that thing. You right. get it. Oh God, it's so creepy. Everybody, everybody <laughs> oh, has to rub JP's belly, <laughs> or just give me like a cane and a scepter. Come on, pull out the belly, JP. Oh, you're a good rub. boy. Did no, you rub naked belly. belly. It has to be a naked belly. Oh, did you rub the belly? Oh, did you rub the belly? Get it. I'm gonna get the mic on it. All right, get it. Yeah, oh, get that. Dude. Yeah, you get that thing. Oh, All right, good go, tasty. Rub belly. the belly. Oh, Come on, everyone's got to rub the belly. Yeah, everyone has to rub the belly. Oh, the belly. Nicole, everyone's got to rub it. Come on, everybody. Oh, I want to be. Oh, I want to be. Get close to the mic. It's really so creepy in here right now. I don't know who's creepier, Nicole or JP. I never thought I'd say that. All right. Good job, JP. Round of applause for right. JP. I didn't play the game. I don't have to rub your belly. But I'll do it anyway. Quick <laughs> run the buzzer. All right. And our Canadian friend Blobev gets a... Uh, uh, <laughs> he should change his name, really, to Blobev. Yeah. Just like I'm going to change mine to Cog Popper. <laughs> Cog Popper. Cog Popper. Right. I Bevo- love her. Can she come back 
more. <laughs> Every week, as far as I'm concerned. Bebo, I think, is taking this uh, death vampire thing too seriously, because yes. she is cold and fucking clammy, dude. Nobody believes me when I say I freeze over here. There's Her a reason hands. I'm in a sweater and a blanket. Let, let, me, like see, let me see. The, uh, is there anything showing through the shirt there? Is your yeah, because I'm going to show you that. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, right. We're all friends here. No, yeah. we're not that close <laughs> friends. I like how Sam stuck his head around the corner, <laughs> because he hasn't seen those nipples in as long as me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just skin, Bebo. <laughs> that is not tr- Oh, you don't remember? Okay, fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is serious. <laughs> Sam's never getting any again. Damn. Again. <laughs> All right. Am I missing any- anything here, Scott? Um, um, let's see. We just gave away uh, some candy next, sugar. Next week, we're going to do cigars and beer. I am supposed to remind you of a giveaway? Uh, we just did the giveaway. More beer giveaway. No, no, the more beer oh, giveaway. Oh, the more beer donation giveaway. Yeah, Notice the inflection, because I wasn't really sure of the giveaway. Okay, that's Give true. Beer. Giveaway. Um, <laughs> and we also have to figure out who Drunk the Week is. Oh, I think we know. No way. <laughs> Why don't you listen to this while I find who our uh, winner is? That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like the way it I'm gonna rap the song. Oh, do it, Just gonna stand there and hit Do you know the words? Do. You, do you know the Eminem part? Do it, Bebo. Yeah. 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 Alright, do the beginning first, then I'll move it. I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. And right now, it's still like in my windpipe. Come on, Bebo. You can do it. Keep going. As long as the wrong feels right. It's like I'm in flight. She resuscitates me. She fucking hates me. And I love it. Wait. Wait. I forgot it. Make up some shit. I want you to do the angry part at the end anyway. Now I know we said things, did things that we didn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the third Beastie Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say the every other, every eighth word. You're like the dude in office space in his car, man. <laughs> Isn't it crazy as it seems? Maybe that would happen when a tornado meets a volcano. All I know is I love you too much to walk away, though. Come inside. <laughs> Don't you hear sincerity in my voice when I... <laughs> Justin is such a chick. Sam's getting pissed over there because she knows the song. Drywall next time. There won't be no next time. I apologize even though I know it's live. I'm tired of the games. I just want it back. I know I'm a liar if she ever tries to fucking leave again. I'm a tire to the bed and set this house on fire. Yeah! That's all I wanted to hear. Uh, Sam, you better watch it. She's going to light you on fire. I'm the whitest girl ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to tie her to the bed and set the whole house onto fire. Yeah. It's almost polite. It's cute when Bebo says it. Oh, set the big guy on fire. She's like reading messages. And uh, Ted called and he wants you to call him back. Oh, and then um, this happens again. I'm going to set the belly. Kim said I'm like a child with autism trying to rap. Oh, wow. She would know. Did you give me a building on fire? 
<laughs> All right. We do have our winner for the More Beer donation giveaway this month, courtesy of morebeer.com. You can go over there and, uh, and, and explore our wonderful sponsor. Do it. Please explore. They give away something every month to our monthly uh, donation people, mm-hmm. subscriber guys right. and girls. Huh. And uh, this month, they've given away uh, a hotback, mm-hmm. one of Tasty's favorite devices. Nice. What is a hotback exactly, uh, JP? I thought you were going to ask uh, Tasty. No, I, I threw it to you. I twisted it. Um, it's a uh, container, and you put whole hops in, and you run it hot from your uh, boil kettle at the end of the boil mm-hmm. before your uh, chiller, and it kind of infuses oh. with a little more uh, hop aroma. Nobody understood hop. that. Could Tasty please explain? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I couldn't explain any better than that. That's pretty much it. Wow, it's wow. like Nicole's a regular cast member. Jim. I know, right? <laughs> to start harboring hate for her now. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. you still use a hotback uh, for most of your uh, beers? Tasty? Any hoppy beer I do. You, do. Uh, you know, like a lagers and stuff, I wouldn't. But yeah. Janet's Brown requires a hotback? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah it requires one, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, a brand new hotback courtesy of More Beer as well as... Um, uh, more beer, organic cotton hats. Yes. Uh, I love organic hats. It's Nate and Nicole approved. <laughs> uh, and the, and the Is cotton... Is it vegetarian? Sweatshop labor approved. <laughs> yes, the cotton only ate vegetables when it was growing. Yeah. Which really kind of makes it... Soy ink made out of toy food. Where the producers paid an equitable wage. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hippie. <laughs> No, but All you right. can buy them at the Berkeley Bowl. Your winner. Oh, that's great, The winner is... JP. Of this month's More Beer Donation Giveaway. JP. Raymond Gerard. Everybody right. loves Raymond. <laughs> Congratulations, Raymond Gerard. I will be sending you an email uh, whenever I feel like it. And uh, then you will get yourself a uh, hot back, courtesy of great. More Beer. Thanks to More and Beer, our... Our wonderful sponsor. Yeah, and, and the hat. Oh, the hat's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> is that my voice or Nicole's? I can't tell anymore. I don't know either. Uh, okay, Casey from where the Mormons are from has a brewing question. From hell? <laughs> right, Terrence? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Casey, what's happening? Well, I wanted to make two points, if that's okay, or a question and a, and a comment. Go ahead. First. Well, well, I wanted to congratulate JP because it looks like you finally are excelling in some game other than guessing your number. Right. So um, I'm pretty proud of you there. Thank you. That's, I'll agree with you on you're, that. You're, you're, you're progressing, and, 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 uh, and I think we all are, uh, are, are really uh, Shocked. blessed. Well, that's actually happen. sincere. Shove it up your ass. Thank you. All right. Next, Casey. All right. The brewing question I had was... Uh, I've had a, I've had this beer fermenting for about two weeks, and for the past seven days, the gravity hasn't gone down like at all. But I'm I'm still getting like a lot of activity from the you know from the airlock. All right. Well, so I'm wondering if there's something going on with it or not, or because it tastes fine. It doesn't taste like there's some sort of infection going on or anything like that. But it, it's still bubbling away. But the gravity has not gone down in like you know six days or something. What's it at right now? Uh, it's at uh, ten or yeah, ten twenty, which is what, what, which what, is what, almost what, where I thought it was going to shop at, but, but it it's still at? going. Was it a saison strain or it, a Belgian strain? It was the English ale strain. English ale strain. Huh. Okay. What, what uh, gravity did you start at? Uh, ten eighty. Mm. So it's close That's to where I thought wow. it would be. That's have you been, have you been, but it's. What's you that? could you could be outgassing CO two yeah, still. Yeah. Are you raising the temperature of it? Well. 
I, I thought that, but it's, I mean, it's going like almost like it's, you know, well, kind of the telling of activation, but it's, I mean, it's all the yeast is flocculated out. It's really bizarre. I've never, I've never experienced this before in, you know, you any ever. Consider try rousing the yeast and see if that, because it, it looks like there's some type of activity still, but it may be just CO2 escaping from solution. Get try down and, and just talk dirty to them. Yeah. Get them aroused. Mm-hmm. If there is CO2 Get in there. aroused. It'll shake it out. And you can eliminate that. How often is it bubbling? Like, are you using a? a uh, I I actually sat and timed it, and it's about once every twenty seconds. I think it's just off-gassing yeah. what's in solution. Well, ten, eight, yeah, eighty to twenty is not bad, especially for English, right? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe you want it. What what style of beer is it? It's it's a wee heavy. I'm just doing it. You know, Scottish strong export. What do you want? That sixteen eighteen maybe. What does it? That's smell what like? I was going for. What does it remind it, you of when you smell it? Fine. It, it tastes fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, like I said, I, 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 I'm almost afraid to say screw it and drink know. it. Right. What, have, do you taste the sample when you uh, take what? it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's good. I mean, it tastes, it tastes the way I expected. I've, I've brewed this recipe before, but I've never seen a beer do this before. All right. So what temperature is so your I'm, ferment? I'm just, what temperature are you at? Uh, right I fermented at, at uh, 68 degrees. And you're still at 68? Yes. I would I would raise it now. Of course, I would do that even if I... You would have done it two weeks ago. Well, in the second week, I would raise, yeah, especially in English yeast. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll clean itself up. Can you do that? Okay. Can you raise the temperature? Yeah, temp- raise the temperature to force oh, yeah, the yeah, I can raise the temperature, yeah. And if it's still got some ferment, up, maybe you'll get that other three or four points in JP's thinking you might need. Get it down to one sixteen or so. Mm-hmm. If it's still ferment. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, if, I don't know. To me, I would just fucking keg it and drink it. How does it? Yeah, that's, how does it taste? Does it taste sweet or? It, you know what? It doesn't taste sweet at all. It tastes. It tastes exactly. And this is the, the screw thing because honestly, everything about it is fine, and and I and I would totally keg it except for the, the airlock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it. Keg keg it. That. I think it's done. Yeah, maybe you, I've done. I would say rouse it, and if it if it gives off a whole bunch of gas when you do that, obviously there is gas in the beer, and that's what it's been off. Okay. Okay. Keg it. I'll give that a shot then. Right. And then when you're done kegging it, drink all a right. lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll drink a lot of it. I'll, I'll let you know how it tastes. And then yeah. throw it back into the keg. <laughs> Did you do something different with the yeast yeah. or the yeast starter before you pitched it that you think you might have had a bigger pitch of yeast than usual? Um, I, I was concerned that I overpitched a bit because I, I brewed 10 gallons and I did about a one-gallon starter on it between the two carboys. So um, not a huge one, but... I don't think so. I mean... I probably That's probably about right. Yeah, maybe. Well, if it's more than usual, yeah. it's just different than what you were expecting. Yeah. I've had this happen yeah. before. I think I brought this up on the show a while back because I thought that I was still having activity for way too long. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I was, you guys told me the same thing. Like, it was just gassing off. Even I like even when if you dry hop a beer, you can get some you know activity that way. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Keg it. It's fine. All right. Then I'll do that. Thanks, Sounds brother. Good. All right. Uh, thank you. Later. How about Lady Gaga? I'm going to be here for Halloween. You are? I'll be bartending at the Travis if you want to come see. That'll be hot. I'll That'd come see that. That'd be super hot. It's on a bah, Sunday bah, bah. afternoon. Do you like this one, JP? This song's great. This song Who sucks. doesn't fucking like Lady Gaga? Well, how come every... I was thinking about that today, JP. Why does everybody like Lady Gaga? Because every, she sucks so good. The same reason people... Everyone likes That's what it is, right, isn't it? Too. She, like, sucks in that way that's just awesome. She has... Right. It's like that... Poppy like Jersey Shore. Exactly. She has, so I should like her. Poppy Bubblegum. There's always been shitty pop, and she's shitty pop. She has one album, and every they're making every song a single. Right. Every, every song yeah. is now a single off of her album. Right. 
It's fucking awesome. This is the only one I've heard. Is Alejandro good? I don't know, but Poker Face is no, awesome. Alejandro's good. Alejandro's not good? So it sounds oh, like, like we should song. listen to it. Is Telephone good? <laughs> yes. Telephone has like a 20 minute video or something. No, I don't need Beyonce. Beyonce's in it. It takes place in a jail. It's I don't need all that noise. What about paparazzi? Paparazzi is the most famous one. It is. I, I thought oh, paparazzi like poker is weird. Face. I thought poker face. I was just. I actually like her oh, new really? one. The, the, one of the newer ones. The, Tasty, do you like romance? Do you like Lady Gaga? Bad romance. That's the big <laughs> really hit. Like I'm not romance. a fan, but I do. It's all right. Yeah, it's okay. Everybody has some place on the palate for got, Lady yeah. Gaga. She's got some Madonna in her. I think that's pretty. Tasty's cool. more of a fan of Lady Gaga. If you know what I'm trying to say. Huh? <laughs> she's just like. I mean, she's not that big of a singer. <laughs> he even did the hand motion to represent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. She's an okay singer, but she's like a really, really good performer. <laughs> she and Justin Bieber are the only two tours that sold out. Is this another phone call for me? Yeah, I just finished typing. Justin Bieber. You just finished? Yeah, isn't that terrible? <laughs> AJ from uh, Patchouli, you, Berkeley, is on the line. <laughs> AJ. Uh, AJ from, yeah, we know this dude. Hey, AJ. Tell us, AJ, what's up? How you doing? Hey, hey how's it going? It's good. What's happening? Um... First of all, I does don't it smell like patchouli? Because it smell like patchouli right now where you're at. <laughs> That's what yeah, we're yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I appreciate those uh, comments earlier. But uh, why are you guys talking about Lady Gaga? First of all, I, good I question. Because she's she she's such but, so good. Well, because I can do anything I want, basically. It's Justin's yeah. show. Yeah, it's our radio show. <laughs> and I uh, I just I saw a passing picture of her. I got a boner. I thought I'd play it. Whatever. What that else you got? Sounds about right. Cock yeah. popper. Um. Yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> Earlier, uh, comp, uh, Nicole said something about tasting lawfully, and then she wanted to beat up Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously now, it's totally into sours. So, I mean, how does that process happen? Do you just force yourself to try to like something? or No, I don't I, think I, I that's mean, it. I actually, oh. No, I didn't do that, buddy. Goodbye, AJ. Hang in there, AJ. Hopefully, we'll answer your question. Hopefully but you're I still listening. Actually, we were just having this conversation at the bar last night. I had a... I had a, this guy. There's this. Guy, there's these couple of guys that come up from San Jose, uh, like once a month, and they come mm-hmm. up to the Trappist and they drink a bunch of beer. And like one of them is a des- designated driver and drives home. How long is this going to take, Nicole? This is going to be pretty short. All thanks. Right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> shorter than Doctor. So, the, so, so these guys, you know, one of them loves Flanders Reds, and the other one thinks that sour beer is the bane of of existence. He's mm-hmm. all about beers like this. Alcohol extra, you know, like a, a Belgian dark strong ale, something with a huge uh, yeast complexity, but that doesn't go into the sour realm. And he, his comment was that those sour beers are, are an assault on the palate. And I said, yes, you're right. Because like what we were talking about earlier, yeah. you know, we are so sensitive to those flavors of fermentation, especially when they get into the, the quote unquote spoiled realm. Right. And sour is definitely sour, uh, horsey. All of these flavors that we get from Botanomyces are definitely in that spoiled realm. So it, it is an acquired taste and it is an intense palate experience. So, yeah, people that like that kind of those kind of flavors are looking for that really intense palate experience where it's just beating you in the face with the flavor. Right. You know, you can't ignore it anymore. It's kind of like... Sort of like Imperial IPAs are. It's intense. In it's it's intense, it's strong, and it's in your face. And some people are into that and want, want to have that on occasion or at the end of the night. You know, at the end of the night, I always opt for a sour beer rather than a really strong one because they tend to be lower in alcohol and still intense and rich and flavorful. Um, but some people just aren't into that. You know, yeah. they, they don't want to go there. They don't want to go into that realm of tricking their brain. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for participating in today's show. 
It was nice to have you here. I'm, I'm dead now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so no, much quicker than fire. That was awesome. All right. But yeah, it's like split you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate it, Justin. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> a wonderful description, actually. I want to point out that my first sour beer, I loved. It kicked me right in the teeth. It was very offensive, but I loved it. it was, Mine too, yeah. actually. Some actually people like really that like right it. off yeah. the bat. Yeah. I'm always surprised when you hand somebody, I'm like, well, if you never had a sour beer before, this isn't a beginner sour beer. It's just application from Russian River. It's pretty intense. And I hand it somebody, they're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I'm like, okay, you just like it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Is that AJ again, Beavis? No. Oh, who is it? No, Blobber. Hi, Blob. Hello, me. Hi, Blow Bev. What's happening? Hey, sweetie. Blob it. <laughs> Thank you, JP. I love you. It's not Blobber anymore. It's Blowbeeb. Blowbeeb. I love you, Blowbeeb. Yeah. Good job. Well, you guys I'm not even offended by that. <laughs> That's a switch. He's switching on us. Well, Justin. you shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't understand. What can we do for you, I Blob? Are you going to sing a song to uh, about your new name for uh, us? Uh oh, 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 <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I'll get him hot and show him what I've got. The line's actually, I'll get him hard. Uh oh, 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 oh. I'll show him hot and I'll show him what I've got. He can't read my, he can't read my, no, she can't read him, my outer face. She's got me like nobody. Can't read my, can't read my, no, can't read my poker face. Winner! Got me like nobody. My poker face, my poker face. A poker face. What? What are you wearing? It's probably wearing someone's Should blood. Should anybody be asking such a question? I am wearing no pants. No pants. <laughs> I love you, Nicole, and I love you, Nate. And this has been an awesome show, by the way. Hell yeah, Blowy. Terrence just fist pumped. I bet he knows. I bet he does GTL. You do GTL, Terrence? <laughs> Jim Tan Laundry? Yeah, he does. There's the fist bump. All right, Blobber. Thanks, man. You're very welcome. <laughs> Terrence probably does GLL. Jim Lighten Laundry. Oh. You think he, you think he bleaches his schwink there? Yeah. I would. <laughs> if what? I don't know. <laughs> if someone offered it to you? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I I know I would. Well, then if you're <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're if you don't have a flashlight, you know, probably I don't know. Okay, as fun as it is sitting in a closet with cold air blowing on me. Tell yeah. me about it. Okay, uh we need to pick our drunk of the week winner. Uh yeah. your contestants Blobber. for tonight are Sean from Illinois, I think he was. Um Thief from I forget. A thief was from Orange County. Yeah. Uh, Sean from Illinois, he had eight beers, was doing pretty good. Uh, Thief from Orange County uh, had nine beers, a lot of them really strong. And Thief called back and he was like, we got disconnected. And it's always my favorite when I have to explain to them, you no, didn't, yeah. you got hung up on. Right. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Thief. But uh, neither one, uh, they both refused to set their wives on fire uh, to win. So I, I, I think, think it's pretty... Thief had a lot more to drink than the other guy did, for sure. <laughs> and then, of course, there's our very own Nicole, who's also uh, in the running for Drunk of the Week. What do you mean? Uh, so, Nicole, didn't you win Drunk uh, of the Week last time you were yes. here? No, 
I never saw a medal. So you didn't win officially? No, some other no. guy won. Okay. She okay. got close, but... Just so you know, because that affects things, you know? Well, what did Nicole have to drink? Uh, Nicole, would you like to give us your resume? Uh, I had half of a 33-centiliter bottle of Aqua Blonde. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did you drink before we got here? <laughs> and I had down. about half of this uh, Aqua Extra, and that's pretty much about it. Really? What about before? Oh, at the picnic. Didn't you go to the Doe's picnic? I really didn't drink much because I knew it was going to be on the air. What is not much? Professional. I had really? like a I never thought of not drinking. of a really nice Hefeweizen <laughs> from, <laughs> yeah. from, from Jeff from the uh, Mad Zermagist. Okay. And they had uh, I had a really excellent lager from uh, uh, Steve and Mark from Doe's Club. Okay. And um, I, got, I think it tasted a couple other things, but that's about it. Oh. Well, on resume, she doesn't win. Weak resume. No. But, but on, on performance. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. let's take into consideration, she's 100 pounds lighter than everybody. <laughs> right. Are you saying she's fat? No. <laughs> yes. She is one fat cow. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not 120. I didn't say it. You're not 120. You're yeah. lying right Soaking now. Soaking wet. I work out. Oh, so what? that is not what I meant. Where's wow. all that? Don't Where? be a creeper. Hey, Vivo. Hey. <laughs> Where's that 20 pounds hiding out, Nicole? It wasn't her hair, but she cut in it. the muscles. That a girl. <laughs> Beef. Who's on the phone? Oh, I was gonna send it to you. It's Wood. Hey, oh. Wood. <gasps> Cock popper. Hello. <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm great. I, I wanted to say awesome job, Nicole. Great job. And I love Nate and everyone else there, especially <laughs> Nate and his hair. And um, I, I oh. wanted to see what if I Terrence? could... Uh, well, Terrence I love uh, equally well, but I, that's between him and I. Okay. And he knows how I love him. I love him five... I like how he points <laughs> out equal. Yeah. I love him five-eighths yeah. as much equal. as everybody else. Okay, go five on. Eights. Well, I was, I was also... Aww. I was inspired by... I was inspired by Bevo's rapping, and it reminded me of my vows from our wedding. I wanted to just read them to you really quick. I would love that. Do you need sexy okay, music? Um, no music, just absolute silence as usual. And then I, usual. I'm going to do a shout-out at the end okay. real quick. Absolute silence, Okay, here please. we go. <clears throat> so absolute silence. Um, here we go. Now, I know we said things, did things that we didn't mean, and we fall back into the same pattern, same routine, but your temper's just as bad as mine is. You're the same as me, but when it comes to love... You're just as blinded. Um, baby, please come back. It wasn't you. Baby, it was me. Maybe our relationship isn't as crazy as it seems. Maybe that's what happens when a tornado meets a volcano. All I know is I love you too much to walk away, though. Come inside. Pick up your bags off the sidewalk. Don't you hear sincerity in my voice when I talk? <laughs> Told you this is my fault. Look me in the eyeball. Next time, I'm pissed. I'll aim my fist at the drywall. Next time, there will be no next time. I apologize, even though I know it's lies. I'm tired of the games. I just want it back. I know I'm a liar. If she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'm gonna tie her to the bed and set the house on fire. Ah! Oh. Oh, Status, he wrapped, wrapped it in a Jewish little Jewish mother. Woman. Yeah, <laughs> Jewish mother. Did you, East Coast. He Fully. just channeled your mother, Scott. Yeah. yeah he's, like My mom basically sounds yeah. like Woody Allen. I feel like it was the Bronx. <laughs> I yeah, and, um, uh, can I do uh, my quick shout-out real quick? I appreciate the, the applause, um, but I, I just I have to do the shout-out really quick. Carry on. Go ahead. Um, a quick shout-out to my friends. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow. A wonderful job, Wood. I love him. All right. Who doesn't love wood? Right, Nicole? I don't. <laughs> 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 Nothing even came out. 
I know I'm going to come in here later on to do the archive, and Cock Popper is going to be missing. <laughs> yeah. Nicole's going to waddle out of here. She's going to hide it in Nate's ass. Yeah. Oh, the, it's the last place to look. <laughs> Put a cock around. I'll let her pass out. Cock. I did. Oh my god. All right, Tasty needs a nap. We got to go, huh? This is almost as big of a train wreck as the Jersey Shore. (laughs) What are you talking about, Bevo? (laughs) I gotta go. I got like six episodes of Jersey Shore waiting for me on on, uh, on TiVo. We we gotta go watch some TV. Let's all compare our abs. Oh my! I was like, so I was like, when so small, Jim. <laughs> I was like, when they show the guys. Have you ever even heard a person from New Jersey, Nicole? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm in for Sorry, Nicole. Babe, I didn't mean to. Cut you. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we need to vote. Um, um, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, everybody, raise your hand if Sean from Illinois was the uh, winner of Drunk of the Week. He did good. He did well. All right. No, not a, uh, Sam is voting for Sean. Sam doesn't know what he's voting for. What, right now. Huh? what else is new? Uh, thief from Orange County, I'm raise your hand. Thief, thief, thief is uh, definitely the drug of the week. That's ten point five percent. He had like nine years. All right, and uh, raise your hand if Nicole is drunk of the week. Come on! As usually, Bevo votes after that. twice. Uh, we'll give Sam a two the two vote. Uh, Each status. one of my breasts. Get oh, a vote. oh, come on, guys! <laughs> thief, thief, definitely. <laughs> All right. You should vote for each breast and each nipple, and then you could actually you could sway yeah. this vote. What about the clit? Uh, <laughs> I get to vote. Oh man, Jamie, I knew this why was you a always mistake. have to be so offensive? <laughs> it's just a, it's just flesh. Oh my god, it's just skin. No one knows where, but it's there. Like, I don't think I blush at all until I come into this studio, and then well. I, I need to do a PSA real quick. I'd like to uh, <laughs> apologize to our guests today, uh, also sponsors of the program, for uh-huh. for JP's vulgarity. I know the rest of us were really, um, I think, professional and uh, respectable. Remember when you told my nipples to vote? <laughs> was it the word? That was, that was like five minutes ago, Justin. Also, I Whoa. think that the chat room should also... Um, have a vote. Okay. They are pretty much unanimous that Nicole. See? <laughs> well, oh, come on. yeah. I'll See? be honest, though. Even with Thief that vote. Thief is definitely in the running, though. Still. <laughs> Thief actually got six votes, now including the um, fifth vote from the chat room, and still giving you two votes and Sam two votes. Nicole still only got five mm. votes. Oh. Can so, my prostate vote? <laughs> no. Sure? No. It's really, really inflamed. It's swollen enough. <laughs> yeah. It has a it's, big hand. It's real irritated. Uh, no. Uh, the winner of Drunk of the Week this week is Thief. Thank oh. Orange County. Yeah. Good job, yeah. my brother. Nice job, Thief. All right, Thief. Send me an email with your information, and we'll send you some. Uh, we'll send you a Drunk of the Week some medal. Stuff. You don't get Belgian candy sugar because we yeah. gave that to uh, Blow Bev. For if, uh, the game. That is if you haven't passed out. Right. No. If your friends aren't urinating on you for <laughs> passing out again. Oh, look, he passed out again. <laughs> All right. Good job, everybody. Nicole, once again, uh, sincerely, Fantastic. I thank you for being in here and teaching us about tasting. You did a great job. Oh, thanks for having me. Please come back Always anytime. Anytime. And you can bring Nate. It's okay. I mean, seriously, a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, uh, no, no, you should come back. Well, with that, you don't need Nate. Scott, good job, and um, GTL for life, everybody. For life. GTL!
how to get down Dublin triple on my best friend I think I'll have them all over again But don't you give me that American truth For the one a real homebrew Homebrew, don't you really love that homebrew Can't get enough of it Homebrew, it blows my mind I love homebrew all of the time Yeah, I think I'll have it Well, I'll have it one right now Yeah, you know what? 